Joe Biden, tough man. He took on corn pop with the strength of the hero we'd expect. He looked corn pop in the eyes and said, I'm sorry, I called you Esther. And then corn pop put away a straight razor and then Biden breathed a sigh of relief. That's the kind of leadership you need. Someone who recognizes they have to apologize and be deferential to those who threaten them. So why it's interesting that Joe Biden was willing to apologize to Corn Pop, but then called Vladimir Putin, uh, what do you you call him, a stone cold killer? killer? Yep. He's like, I looked him in the eyes and said he was a killer. And the response to this, Vladimir Putin was like, okay, uh, how about we have a debate live? And uh, that's the story right now. And I think we'll have to talk about whether or not, I think it'll be interesting to talk about whether or not anyone has confidence in Biden, because I just put in the title, I'm like, dude, Biden's too weak. He's not going to be able to handle this. Vladimir Putin would, would walk all over him. And, I, and, I, and I, I, it pains me to say this. I don't want to speak ill of the president compared to the Russian president. We've got to be honest with ourselves. So we'll talk about this. We also got some other crazy stories. Democrats are trying to remove sitting members of Congress, Republicans, and they want to install a Democrat who lost her election even after the Republican is already seated, certified, and winning. This is the power grab. They're going after Kavanaugh. They want to change election laws. It's exactly what we thought was going to happen. Joining us today to talk about all this stuff, we got Kurt Schlichter. Hey, introduce glad yourself. to be here. Introduce myself? Yeah, who are you? What are you doing with Oh, us? I'm a guy, you know, I'm a <laughs> raconteur, man about town. Uh, You're a, a, a retired scout. army colonel? Yeah, senior columnist? For, yeah, I guess, you know, every other person who comes well, hell, columnist. everybody on your show is a colonel know, this right? week. Everybody this week. Uh, no, but you're also a senior columnist for a town hall? I am. Uh, I'm an author of a number of books, including the Kelly Turnbull series of conservative novels, hailed by Bill Crystal as appalling. So I'm very excited about that. And I write for Town Hall uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And occasionally I go on the Twitter machine and and cause trouble. Well, (laughs) a little bit. You yep. told me I was wrong earlier. I did. I did. Week. I was like, I criticized your tweets, but I don't bring. I don't want to bring up that journalist because I don't want to. Like, you don't want. You don't want to make a thing. It's not that I don't. It's it's that, but also I don't like giving people like they get a shout out from it. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. I so think, well, we're really not talking about that. What I think the interesting part is is you can say, Kurt, you were wrong, and I can go. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's what and you, we you're aren't like, in a okay. fist fight. Right, right, right. We're right. not rolling around in the mud punching each other. I, I, you were like, or okay. canceling each other. You, you were like, okay, and then we talked about it. And, you were yeah. like, and then we had a conversation. It was actually a rather interesting one. Yeah. And, uh, and here we are, and that's kind of the point. But uh, that's not it's the like way. like America. Yeah, that's how it used to been. be. That's how it used to be. Did it used to be that way? I don't remember. Well, we had. It did. It wasn't, it wasn't fist fights. It was just kind of people were mad at each other, disregard, disrespected each other. But now it's like you literally show up to your house with bricks. Well, you know? and, and and canceling each other. And there's a, I, I think we're going to talk a little later about somebody who got canceled today, and she probably didn't see it coming. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. And this is there's so there's a crack forming in the in the woke cancel culture. It was a, actually a, a black woman was canceled for being racist against Asians, which flips the whole privilege thing on its head because Asians are supposed to be more privileged than white people. Dude, is I thought a, I was double white. Is there a you know? brochure I can consult to get the whole hierarchy of oppression? Uh, I know I'm a, at the no, bottom. Kurt, Kurt, it's easier than this. All you have to do is uh-huh. bend the knee to uh-huh. those who are woke and just say, tell me what to say, and you're safe. It would be That would make my life a lot easier if I was so inclined to be a groveling sissy. I am not so inclined. Ah, well, now you're going to get canceled, you know? See, the nice thing is, if you... I, you I've watch noticed, Star Trek? I do not watch Star oh, Trek. I've, I've made love to a woman. Um, <laughs> I, I, Those are fighting words. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, the old Star Trek where you got Captain Kirk and he's all, you know... It's cool. I was going to... He's a little we, He's a little chubby. We made the... We can identify with that. We made the four... We, 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 we talked about the, the, the four lights 
meme yesterday. Have you ever heard anybody, anybody see anybody say that on Four Twitter? Four lights meme. Yeah, so Captain Picard is being tortured. And they're trying uh, to force him to say... Oh, I think I heard of that. Say there's three... There's and five. Five and but there's, there's really actually four. four. It's oh just a meme God. now representing people who refuse to say the lie. How's that relate to a red pill? If you take the red pill, you say there's four. Yes. And, okay. it, and if you say I there's... I want to mix the sci-fi either, memes. So when you say... If, when, if someone were to say there were five lights, they're, they're either completely blue-pilled or they're subservient to those who are torturing them. Which is pretty much the same thing. Right, right. All right. Now, we'll, here, we'll, now, we'll, here's we'll, my question, though. Could Neo take on old school Captain Kirk? Picard, Neo? yeah, he's crusty and a sissy. Neo from the Matrix? Neo from the Matrix versus Captain Kirk. I think Ooh, we need to explore he'd win. this. Another question. He downloaded, he downloaded Kung Fu. Was Captain was Kirk in the Matrix or have okay, they already okay, broken right. how out about, of it? How about <laughs> we'll get into all off. this? Ian, and hold on. You look a lot like Greg Kinnear. And oh, I just right. needed to get that out there. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's freaking me out. I'm sitting here going, the air is cleared. Greg Kinnear. All right, all right, man. all right. I'm not pounding the table. Okay, don't do it. We got Ian. Yeah, yeah that's guys. one of our rules. Don't, don't pound the table. What up, everybody? Ian, Ian Crossland in the house. <laughs> Greg Kinnear coming at you. Boom. That's no, it's yeah. you. You're supposed to. Yeah, I'm, like, oh, okay. I'm here. Tech, I am actually here, but Kurt is stealing the spotlight. It's already off say? the rails. He's great. I know. He's Malice, see, Malice warned you about me. He did. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And did we're going to really? have a great time tonight. It's going to be All right. Awesome. Before we get started and talking about Vladimir Putin and all stuff, go to timcast.com, become a member. There we go. Because, look, we, we face the possibility of censorship every single day. There's legit things we can't. We, we, there's, there's like names we can't say. There's things we can't say. YouTube will delete the stream instantly. So we set up TimCast.com in the event, you know, we get purged. You can find us there. And as a member, you get access to exclusive members-only posts. And yesterday, we, we talked about that Biden green screen conspiracy theory. I think we debunked it, you know, pretty, pretty well. And uh, we talked about that with Jack. We also ended up talking about God, I guess, because for some reason, this just stuff, it just happens. That's like, pretty heavy. That's why I'm here. Well, we have conversations, and then all of a sudden, it turns into a conversation about God and the universe. So, <laughs> hey, if you want those exclusive segments, sign up. We're going to have one later with Kurt, and it'll be a whole lot of fun, because I think, you know, Kurt's very high energy and probably going to swear a lot. On the, on the members only <laughs> one, you're allowed to swear, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you better have another of those Starbucks espresso things. Ooh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so uh, also, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. If you do like the podcast, leave us a good review. Give us five stars, all that good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, the big news today is that Vladimir Putin has challenged Joe Biden to a debate, a live debate, after Biden called him a killer. Biden spoke out about the Russian president in an ABC News interview this week. ABC News reports, quote, I've just thought of this now, Putin told a Russian state television reporter. I want to propose to President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we do it basically live, as it's called, without any delays and directly in an open, direct discussion. It seems to me that would be interesting for the people of Russia and for the people of the United States. They say Putin's invitation seems to amount to a challenge to Biden to a live televised debate following a day of diplomatic uproar that began when Biden said he thought Putin was a killer. In an interview with ABC News' George Stephanopoulos, Russia recalled its ambassador to the U.S. in response to the remark. Now, uh, I think Vladimir Putin's a killer. Well, I think Vladimir Putin thinks Vladimir Putin's a killer. You, you I think, think he's proud to be a killer. I know. Do you think he was like, oh, man, he called me a killer. Can you believe that? He called the, he called the ambassador home to high five him. <laughs> I mean, the guy was a KGB colonel. Yeah. All right. He's, he, you know, he's not... He's not Mr. Rogers. He was like watching TV. And then when Biden said it's like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he like points at the TV and then like, you know, his buddy, his KGB <laughs> buddies are like, yeah, they're like, dude, the president just shouted you out. And he's Boom. like, yeah. 
And then now he Duh. wants now he wants the debate because he wants Biden to say it more. Oh, I know. You called me killer. Thank you. Not even that. It's like Biden calling him a killer is good for Vladimir Putin. Uh, it makes him look strong. It makes him look, uh, you know, dangerous. You know, I, look, I, I, I was old school Cold War. I was literally in the Cold War in the army. And I, I, I learned a lot about how to fight Russians and everything. I kind of, kind of, kind of don't like the Russians. I do like the Ukrainians. Spent a lot of time there. Yeah, Ukraine's cool. But uh, Ukraine is cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this – Russia is not the threat it used to be. It is a threat. It is not a pure competitor. It's got a lot it, – it, it, it's like a midget with a strong right arm. Do you, do you remember when uh, Obama called them a regional power? You know, he, 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 they're not quite a regional power, but they're not quite the superpower that they were because they can't project force the way they did. They do mm. have nuclear weapons. But look, if you want a real threat, it's China. And if you don't want to talk about China, you talk about anything else. Yeah. Including Russia. We're extremists. Yeah. So we've, have you ever heard of uh, China Uncensored? I have not heard of China they're Uncensored. They're a big YouTube channel. They talk about China and things that are going on there. And they mentioned that, you know, when Biden was transitioning, some of the people were fairly pro-China, speaking about how it was good, that jobs were going there. There was a certain like diplomatic incident, I suppose, where these guys were deferential to China. And there's fears that as you know, China's taken Hong Kong already. Yes. They're they're imprisoning the Uyghur Muslims. They want Taiwan. And they will take Taiwan. And when they Joe are Biden and will not do anything to stop them. Uh, Joe Biden's going to have a decision point when they move on Taiwan. First of all, they war game it. They know how to do it. And I'm not talking about anything outside of uh, uh, open source stuff. You read this stuff anywhere. There are war games uh, recently revealed where for years Americans have been, you know, we practice war games and we lose against China. And China's got a lot of advantages when you look at Taiwan. Taiwan's very close. Taiwan's very far from us. We right. have to put ourselves on a few bases, which are easy to hit, easy to target. Small, concentrated areas. We also have very few ships compared to what we used to. We used to have, what, a what a 600-ship Navy with uh, Ronald Reagan, I believe. We're now under 300. Wow, really? Yes. Are there a lot of uh, submarines <clears throat> that we don't know about? Uh, there is nothing people don't know about. Uh, you can't, like, secretly build a submarine because it's, like, $10 billion. And, <laughs> and, and they know where our submarine bases are, or where, where we manufacture submarines, so you take satellite pictures of What if they have, like, a subterranean manufacturing plant? Uh, Moving I, all the materials I, in I, would notice, I th notice th it. I think it, it's kind of hard to hide a ship. Uh, you, and so, it, well, you can hide out, submarines can hide out at sea, obviously, but they have to come in and they have to restock and refit. Right, right. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think we, we know the numbers. The problem is the numbers are growing for the Chinese. The Chinese are a serious military. You don't find them uh, doing a 60-day stand-down for the extremist boogeymen who don't exist. Look, I spent 27 years in the military, okay? I didn't meet any white supremacists. I didn't meet any extremists. I met people who wanted to do their job. And Well, then what you're basically telling our audience is one of two things. Either you didn't look hard enough or you're lying to protect them. That's the only, the only, that's only Joe, possible. Joe Biden says— Okay, we got to weed out these extremists. Okay. So, so what's going on, huh? Which one is it? Well, yeah, <laughs> man, checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Um, no, it's a, it's a look, lot look. easier to talk about, you know, mythical they're, extremists. They're claiming the Gadsden flag was a sign of extremism. Like some guy had on his Facebook profile the Gadsden flag, and so he got removed from DC, you know, guard duty or whatever. It's, it's the sure symbol of the bombed. American Revolution. 
Like, don't some states have that as their state flag or something on their well, license maybe, plates? Maybe, maybe the American Revolution is uh, going to be branded extremist. I wouldn't be surprised. They already got the, they already got the 1619 Project claiming that the real founding of this country uh, was 1619. Oh, uh, so actually, they've already said the American Revolution was racist. They've said that it was a bunch of racist white landowners trying to pr- uh, preserve their slaveocracy. It's really weird how the beneficiaries of um, all this alleged supremacy stuff are also the very same people promoting it. Yeah. It, 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 it's weird because it's all affluent uh, uh, establishment types. Yep. And of course, the establishment has changed. It's no longer... Like, you know, the guy who has Buick dealership in town. Yeah. Instead, it's the uh, professor of gender studies. Did you uh, did you hear about the elephant walk that we did in Guam this past year? Um, I, I know we did one. And, you know, we retreated, right? Oh, really? We retreated because I guess Trump or somebody ordered that we were going to do a show of force. Long story short, my understanding. China sent a strike force through the, you know, the Strait of Taiwan or whatever. Right. And this was a show of force. Uh-huh. The U.S. responded with what's called an elephant walk, where we get bombers and fighters, and they start going around the runways in Guam, uh-huh. and then they retreated because the U.S. was advised China could blow up that base with a snap of a finger, and our planes would be able to get off the ground. Uh, it is a problem that the uh, Chinese have decided to pursue an asymmetrical offensive. They Look, they find our weaknesses. The thing is, we have a limited number of bases okay, on land. So you just target everything there. We have a problem. They've got all of China and they have mobile missiles. Yeah. So if they, you know, where's the missile? I don't know. It's on Chinese Highway 1 going up and down the coast. I mean, I think this is this is why Joe, uh, Joe Biden calling out Putin has been nothing but good for Putin. I think the oh, whole yeah. Russia narrative has been nothing but good for, narr- uh, for, for, for Russia. It projects, you know, America saying Russia is the greatest threat. And then they can use that as to puff themselves up, yeah, make them it, seem bigger than they really are. It's kind of a sugar high. I mean, cause, I mean, they kind of know, you know, that, you know, most of, you know, half our population's going to die at 57 of vodka poisoning because they make it in the radiator of a Zill truck. And it, it, do they really a, do that or are you just being a being a jerk? I, I, I'm being a jerk. But, <laughs> but you know, you, you never know, man. I mean, they, dude, if you spend time movie, over man. there, I know I spent time in Ukraine, not Russia. But I've seen I've Russia. seen them. Those dudes. Right. Yeah, man. You don't want to drink the stuff they mm-hmm. hand you. In oh, a, no, no. I was going to say they figure stuff out. They do. When, and, oh, they're smart. Yeah. Well, well when, when you've got limited resources because of communism. Oh, yeah. They figure out how to make vodka on oh. a radiator. Oh, my gosh. The, the thing is, and we're going to see that more here. The, night, the thing is, you know, working overseas, and I work overseas in Kosovo, among, uh, primarily among the Albanians. And these guys, they, they were just no law. They were, uh, they were smuggling and scamming because they had had to. For a thousand years, other people had conquered them and oppressed them. So there was no law and order, right? These are not guys who stop at the stop sign at 3 a.m. in the morning when they're out driving. Americans will because we're used to law and order. We're used to, well... If, I, if somebody breaches a contract, I'll go to court, and my contract will get enforced. If somebody hits me with a, hat, a bat, a cop will arrest them. We kind of take that to grant, for granted, so we act as if there's law. Russians never did that because there wasn't. It was all arbitrary. Yeah. The Albanians didn't in Kosovo uh, until we started putting things into place there. And uh, I think that's one of the things we're losing here as people lose the ability to appeal to institutions to protect them, whether it's the Department of Justice, uh, you know, the news media. 
Remember, the news media should be out there saying, hey, look at these towns ruined because, you know, jobs are getting shipped off to China. But they won't do that because that makes Democrats look bad. Do you see what uh, Glenn Greenwald tweeted recently? Let me see if I can find this. Because we're going to rag on the media now. About journalism? Oh, yeah. Glenn Greenwald tweeted. Give me more. (laughs) If you think the real power centers in the U.S. are the Proud Boys, 4chan, and Boogaloo's, rather than the CIA, FBI, NSA, Wall Street, and Silicon Valley, and spend most of your time battling the former while serving the latter as stenographers, your journalism is definitely ish. (laughs) Accurate. Yeah. We don't swear, so don't family friendly. How weird is it that a uh, hardcore conservative like me? Is saying, yeah, Glenn Greenwald got a good point. Yeah, right. I mean, this well, guy is not a conservative like I am. Definitely not. He's progressive. No, but we, but you know, I, I think we have a common framework where we want institutions that function. You know, we we've been talking about this a little bit. We've talked about it before. Moral frameworks, and we are talking about how the United States is founded upon a Judeo-Christian moral framework. Yes, whether or not secular individuals realize it or not, when they say things like, "I don't get my morals from the Bible." You actually do. Like, you were raised in a culture that valued certain things, free speech, yes. l- classical liberalism. If you grew up in China, you'd have, a, you'd have a different set of beliefs. If you grew up in India, if you grew up in Pakistan, the people there have a different culture and a different set of beliefs. You didn't naturally come to the ideas of classical liberalism. It actually took a very long time, and the American Revolution was proof of that. I bring that up because what I think we're seeing is, why is it a, a staunch conservative like yourself is sitting here going like, Glenn Greenwald is correct? Well, it's because your moral framework is based on the same similar ideas True. or mostly the same. While you disagree on a ton of policy and political ideas, exactly, you come from a similar root moral framework. Yeah. These, these, these woke leftists and all these Democrats have a completely different moral framework. Exactly. They have, they have completely rejected it. And that is one of the reasons our institutions are collapsing. They're generating—I call it uh, cultural trust fund babies— Right. None of these guys built these institutions. The institutions all really came into being before or after World War II. You look at look at academia. Right. You know, they haven't changed that much. You look at a college today, the way they teach and a college, the way they taught in 1946. Yeah, you got some video and stuff now. But essentially, it's some guy standing in the front of the room in front of a bunch of hungover students, you know, yapping at them. All our institutions from the news media to to the Department of Justice academia uh even the nfl they're all tired and exhausted and they are run by the cultural trust fund babies Uh, look at the kennedys you know john f kennedy kind of a dynamic guy third generation kennedys they're at a crack house i mean that and and that's who are these guys who run things you know they haven't achieved anything they didn't build it except the tech guys they kind of did so that's a little different but other than tech all the institutions are run by people who didn't build them, didn't create them, and are frankly unworthy. They're just inheritors. They say they got that, a credential. They say generational wealth only lasts three generations. Bingo. You've got the first generation that earns it. Yep. The children who saw their their you know parents working. Yep. And then the grandkids who have no idea and just got money and lived with it. Bingo. And they are squandering that inheritance. Now they, you know, these guys, they think that this whole American thing where they live prosperous and safe. It's like the natural state of being. Oh, yeah. Dude, get out more. Okay, you've been to the favelas in, I hope I pronounced that right, yeah, in favelas. Brazil. Yeah, I've been to Complexo do Alamão. Yeah. The biggest favela complex. Yeah, not, not a lot like America. It's getting better, 
But you're right. But but it's a they, very, they, it's well, very different stay in nature. They pacified them. That's what it was called. Yes. When the it was the I think it was the was it the Bopi or it might have been the Kore. There's these two different like SWAT groups. They went in with big guns and they and killed they, everybody who got in the way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the the thing is they they because they didn't build it because they didn't suffer to create it. it. They yeah. didn't earn it. They're squandering it, and they think it's always going to be there for them. But if things degenerate to the natural state of man, which is power, I think they've got a problem. Oh, definitely. Because the a lot of these people are not particularly well-suited to a world where life is nasty, brutish, and short. They don't think it exists. Let me, let me, let me tell you. You know the one of the first lessons of being a, a, you know, like a CD hustler, music hustler in the street? You, you you may have seen these people back when CDs were bigger. They're walking around the city and they got a stack of CDs and they're like, yo, yo, here, buy my CD, buy my CD. And you're like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what your music is. Why would I buy your CD? There's a reason why they don't give the CD away. They want you to listen to their music, but they know. They give you the CD for free. You know what you're going to do? You're going to throw it away. Throw it in the trash. Yeah. But if you give them a buck for it, now you're like, I bought this. Like, I'm not, I don't want to throw it at least got to listen to it. Yeah, well, it's something of value that I, that I had to, you know, work for. You and give you, some, you give it to them for free, and they don't value it and at you all. You put it on. It's My Chemical Romance, and you go, "Damn it! I wish I'd thrown it away." <laughs> well, I don't think My Chemical Romance is going around selling CDs in the street. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they should. Are they still a thing? Yes, they are. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Oh, they are. Lydia maybe knows. like really was it seventeen yeah. years ago. Maybe. I don't know. It's like a crappy band, you know. <laughs> all right, all right. And back is easy, but you know, <laughs> just offend all the millennials. I, I'd rather go with the. Yeah, I'd rather go with the My Chemical Romance. <laughs> don't they play a song that everyone plays at prom? I don't I'm know. Sure, yeah. I don't know. Very I'm a replacements emo. and Clash guy. Emo. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, so so anyway, this is it, it, it's a really I think it's a really important point because we were we were talking a lot about this yesterday with depressed millennials. How yes. They don't work. They sit around all day. And then you were mentioning something interesting. You you were saying that for many of these people, the lockdown is like their Woodstock. It is. I, I, and I'm going to write about this at Town Hall on uh, Monday. This is excitement. Look, why are dystopian novels so and, and, and entertainment so exciting? Why do people actually put up with watching The Walking Dead? <laughs> uh, because it shows them what a world would be like that they're in but actually has challenges, has risks. Human beings like excitement. Look, you were telling me a little earlier about how you got gassed by tear gas. Oh, yeah. To say, I mean, let's look at it objectively. What kind of lunatic goes towards a <laughs> chemical irritant? I did when I was in the Army. I volunteered, and then we were like, okay, now you got to go in this chemical, uh, you know, this little hut, and we're going to burn CS and make your eyes water. And we're yep. like, no, no, no. But secretly, we're like, if I do that, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. And you went towards it too. Well, so now, there's a reason. We're trying to document what's going on in these conflicts. So I was in Brazil. I've been in a bunch of different conflicts in the, in the US, you know, riots and stuff. Brazil, substantially more brutal. And the gist yeah. of the story was in the US, I see all of these activists, all these lefties getting probably the lowest grade CS smoke <laughs> I've ever experienced in my life. And and it's like your eyes are CS watering. for kids. It's yeah, the kids' bop of chemical irritants. And, well, the police say it's not even tear gas. Oh, it's just smoke. Don't worry. But it is an irritant. It is, it is tear gas. It's just the lowest grade. And I see these people like coughing and gagging and crying and everything. When I was, th this stuff is nothing. When I was in Brazil, they used like the top tier military grade stuff that was so intense. Like the guy I'm with has got like just snot pouring out of his face and he's braving through it because he's been in actual war. His eyes are swollen. I'm sitting there. I ripped my sweaty sock off, shoved it in my mouth, and we run through the smoke to keep filming. The Brazilian rioters, they did the same thing. Like these people have, have seen real hardship and real conflict. Oh, yeah. These American, you know, they're, they're soft, man. 
Americans are soft. See, that was the purpose. A lot of hard people did a lot of hard work to allow a generation not to have to do any of that. But the problem is human beings, it's like if you don't exercise, you get fat and lazy. But the, but mentally, you also get kind of kind of fat and lazy if you're not challenged. That's why, you know, people you know, do extreme sports, do skateboarding. You get screwed up skateboarding. You get yeah. hurt. And you don't do that because, I, I mean, but but you do it anyway. Because it fills a need inside you. And I, I, you know, and I think some of the Antifa stuff is a little bit of that too. Uh, of course, they it's want conflict. Yeah, but they it's baby proof conflict. Right. They know they're going to, they know the charges are going to get dropped. Yep. They know the cops not going to shoot them. That's why we call it LARPing. It is. It's really funny. I was at, I was at yep. one, one of these protests. It was a riot slash protest. It was a riot because Antifa showed up and attacked people. But it was a bunch of, it was like Patriot prayers, a bunch of right-wing groups singing religious songs in a park, in a federal park in Portland. Antifa showed up with weapons and bricks and they were, they were chanting Nazi LARPers at the right-wingers who didn't even pay attention to anything they were saying. The right-wing group showed up, showed up literally to have an event to be religious. It was like a religious event. Antifa showed up thinking they were Nazis accusing them of being live at LARPies, live action role play. Yes. And I'm talking to these people and I'm like, you realize they don't know or care about who you are or what you're doing. They're singing songs about Jesus. Literally, they were singing songs about Jesus in America. You guys have shown up dressed in black with weapons, thinking you're fighting in a war. You're live action role playing. There's no war. It's just it's just like it's a 50 year old guy there with a beard. And he's and he's, he's talking about why he likes religion. He's not talking about oppressing anybody. You guys have shown up to attack and beat people. This is what they do. They, they need a purpose. Their yeah. lives are meaningless. Yes. And so they found something to fill the void. So they go around thinking they're fighting this grand battle as la resistance. When in reality, the cops are like, oh, these dumb kids. The charges get dropped. They get told to go home. At a certain point, you gotta, you've gotta punish the kids. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying lengthy prison sentences or beatings or anything like that. I'm saying at a certain point, you arrest them, you charge them, and then they get, you know, two weeks in jail or something or a month in jail, whatever the penalty is for burning down buildings and smashing windows. Uh, it, right now, it's baby proofed. It's baby proofed. They, they know they're not going to get hurt. And what, what really chaps me is watching what's happening with the uh, uh, Capitol Hill people. From January sixth, yeah, they're getting the they're getting they, the bricks thrown at they're them. They're getting they're getting the book thrown at them, and then guys in Portland are getting tossed out. There's got to be one standard. You can't have to. It is unsustainable to have two standards. History teaches that. For God's sake, people, don't flush what we have here down the toilet for your short term gain. No, 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 no. You don't understand. See the see all these dumb people who go around larping. Don't realize they're the useful idiots for those that want the system torn down by any means necessary. That's their intent. And so built up with them in charge. Yes, but it's not so much like, you know, I, I, I know many of these people. I, I've, I've, I've spoken with them during Occupy Wall Street. The way they described it was they said, we want to flip the pyramid over. Most people, when they hear that, make a very simple assumption. You have the pyramid with the wealthy on top and on the bottom is the working class. You flip it over and now the working class are on top. Uh, you know what I said? If you took a stack of bricks in the shape of a pyramid, flipped it over, it'll crumble into a crude pyramid. Yes. It'll crumble into a pile of bricks with one of the working class on top. And they went, exactly. That's going to be us. Yeah, that's going to be us. Me that's and my pals. Yeah. So they're not talking about taking the system and they're quite literally talking about burning everything you hold dear to the ground 
and then standing on top of the rubbles and yelling at you to go fetch them water and food. They know the end result of this will be total chaos and destruction. They want it because to them, being the king of chaos is better. It's a higher standard of living than they are as a working class individual. So maybe there's, you know, hundreds of millions of working class people in this country. They don't care. They think that they'd be better off doubling their net worth if that they would make themselves the richest people in the country with a net worth of 100 bucks if it meant they were the richest person in the world. They would destroy everything just to be on top of everybody else. It is absolute corruption and and drive for power. No, I, I, I think you're correct. And I also think that they have not thought this through particularly well. There are, you know, history is rife with examples of people pushed too far. And right now we have a system where people still believe in the system at essence. People are still using the court system. They're still using the law. They're still appealing to the media. And it doesn't always work. And it doesn't work the way it should. But it's not complete chaos yet. But boy, what if it was? And people realized, I've got nothing to lose. Then it's then you start seeing really ugly potential stuff. And that's what we have to stop. You, you know, that's that's. But you know what? These Antifa types and far leftists actually will survive a lot better than your average American. Now, I don't mean conservatives like the conservatives who are paying attention to news, who know how to use guns and know how to actually be out in the wilderness and do hard work. Well, they're going to be in the top tier. In it, Let's say the entire country breaks down for some reason and it's just chaos. Survivalists are going to be the kings of the castle. They're, they've already got their castles. They already got their food. And they don't need nothing from you. And they're armed to the teeth. You're going to have a series of, of conservative groups and ex-military who are going to be doing very, very well organizing. They've already got their friends. They've already got their training. They'll, they'll you know, harden up, plus the militias. Regular liberals will be at the very bottom. Antifa will be above them. These well, regular urban city types who've never fired a gun, who've never grown food, who just work in their office job, will have nothing, no skill translatable to the real world in terms of survival. It is, uh, it, you know, I... <laughs> I remember reading uh, Max Brooks' uh, World War Z. It's a very entertaining book. Yeah. And there is a scene in there where a, uh, a rich per- rich lady is being taught how Ooh. to clean houses. <laughs> and by her former maid, right? The whole society yeah. is broken down into a dystopian thing. Society's broken down, and the maid is teaching this woman how to clean houses because everybody's got to have a skill because everybody's got to work, okay? Yep. You can't be a diversity consultant anymore. Huh. You know, we don't need any more gender studies teachers. Uh, we, we need somebody who knows how to disinfect a toilet so people don't get sick. Field sanitation is an important thing. And uh, I, I just, that, that just struck me. A lot of these people rely on the framework of society that they're busy supporting the people undermining. That's right. And it's just... it's. It's baffling to me. And I, look, I've, I saw society break down in the L.A. riots. I was in Los Angeles with the army for three weeks. And I also saw what happened in Kosovo. And I know history. None of this is a surprise. Tell us about uh, how the L.A. riots uh, kicked off and what was going on. And why were you down there? Well, I was uh, I had gotten out of the army and I had sold all my guns uh, back in Germany and I was in uh, Sounds living like a mistake. Well, <laughs> in retrospect, I was living in Pasadena and I jo- went and joined the Cal National Guard, uh, an infantry unit in Inglewood, which is uh, it's a much nicer place than it was back in uh, 19 uh, or 1992. And uh, the uh, 
verdict came down from Simi Valley where they acquitted the police officers. That was so Rodney King gets Rodney beaten. King. Cops and, get off. Yeah. And uh trouble started. And I'm watching the news and I you know, I'm new to the unit. I, I call up, hey, are we getting mobilized? No, of course we're not getting mobilized. I go, Oh, okay. I knew enough about the army to pack, but I didn't have a gun. So I'm like, damn. Okay. So I pack like an hour later. Yeah, we're mobilizing. Get down here. So I got to drive into South Central. Okay. No gun. And I have a Chevy Beretta. Not a Beretta pistol. Beretta car. And, and I drive up to this um, uh, LAPD uh, roadblock. The guy's got a uh, Remington 870 shotgun. He comes up to me. He goes, what the hell are you doing here? I go, I, I, I got to go to my army unit. He goes, what, you got a gun? I said, no. He said, you <laughs> wow. still want to go in there? I said, not really, but I don't have a choice. He goes, drive real fast. Stuff's burning. Wow. And stuff. So, boom, I drive in. And all my, most of my guys were from South Central. And they were all packed. The Army, in its finite they, they had, wisdom. They had a bunch of guns, right? They had their own. They, were they like, here you go, buddy? Uh, well, I, believe me, there I saw more guns there than I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, all the Military ammo had been centralized at one location because it's easier to count that way. A little hard to distribute, but uh, everybody had guns. uh, And, uh, you know, we we went out on the street very soon thereafter. And uh, three weeks. And it was uh, was very ugly. And I was in the battalion commander's vehicle, and we drove around, and it was was an ugly scene. But but there, there, there was no law and order. I mean... All the things we take for granted were just completely gone. Things were burning. People were scared. Yeah, the Koreans on the roost with their rifles. Uh, they knew how to regulate. <laughs> now now we're hearing because uh, th- there's this like rise in hate crimes against Asians. Asians are getting armed like crazy. Good. Right now. I support every American owning Th- that's firearms. The, that's, that's the legend of the, the roof Koreans. The rooftop in, in, Koreans. Yeah, in, uh, in the L.A. riots. Did well, you see any of that stuff? I don't remember. I don't think I was in Koreatown. Right. I lived in Koreatown briefly. It's oh, crazy. Okay. Crazy to imagine this. Well, like, I would go well, for frozen yogurt. Well, I couldn't imagine someone shooting from well, the roof. remember, all these guys were rock soldiches, right? They're Republic of Korea. They, everybody everybody <laughs> in Korea does a tour in the That's military. Right. Yep, so to. these And they're tough dudes. I mean, they're, they're a real military. They these, play games. Have you seen these photos? The dude's got, got a cigarette, and he's holding the rifle oh, on the yeah. rooftop. These yeah, guys. Uh, are... He had a, uh, a Mi-14 in a cigarette. He's just <laughs> smiling. And it's like... These, and they all had military training, and they yep. did not play. Nope. And uh, people were like, okay, maybe we don't try and knock off this liquor store. Um, I, frankly, I think every American – look, if you are an adult, healthy American citizen who is inclined to do it, because I understand there are people who have moral issues about weapons and violence. I don't in the, that way. I'm not, a, I'm not a pacifist. But if you do, I, I give you a pass. But I think everybody else uh, needs to have uh, uh, firearms and sufficient training to be able to defend themselves, their family, their community, and their constitution. Yeah. This is. A, I also think everybody yeah. ought to know basic medical stuff. How do you stop the bleeding? How do you do CPR? How do you do a Heimlich maneuver? Oh, yeah. I think, look, as citizens, we just, we, we don't even, we, we, we seem to think Everything can be outsourced, bro. Um, we have become jelly donuts. We 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 used to. Uh, I, do, does the average person know how to do CPR? Does the average no. person know how to tend to a bleed? Do a tie a tourniquet? No. Any kind of basic survival medical fighting in any capacity, like 
I watch these videos of people getting into fights and I'm like, what is he doing? Like, they're just like cartoon versions of fighting because people don't know the basics of defense of anything. And and this is not about being aggressive and going out and causing trouble. This is being able to do your duty as a citizen to have order and safety in society. If you go to a car wreck, I carry, I carry a ready bag in my car, right? So I got, I got stuff. I got tourniquet. I got, uh, 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 the, the blood, uh, uh, the, uh, bleeding Cause, stop gauze yeah. stuff, uh, some Israeli packet. I mean, if I have to do something, look, I'm not, I'm not an EMT, but you know, if you've got a sucking chest wound, I'll probably be able to keep you alive till the EMTs get you there. Do you know why you should carry around a first aid kit? Sometimes it rains. We know it rains. Yes. Sometimes this rain causes car crashes. Yes. It actually rains quite a bit. Yes. It actually causes quite a bit of car crashes. Yes. You never know when it's going to be you, your friend, or someone you stumble upon. And, you know, I look at these disasters we've seen just with the with the weather in Texas. Yep. And I'm wondering how many of these people just had no idea because we are so soft. Yes. That everything's taken care of for us. We have, we have nothing to worry about anymore. Have you seen the movie WALL-E? The little robot cleaning up the earth, yeah. right? And the big fat humans are in those floating chairs doing nothing, and they're yes. confused. The guy thinks the book is called Manuel. It says Manual. He can barely even read. It's idiocracy, man. We 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 are weakening ourselves to the point where we will regret it because we are in a golden age, or we're coming out of one. Yes, where everything was comfortable and we're wealthy, and it's just energy everywhere, super cheap. We have we have the summation of human knowledge in our pockets. We argue with strangers and look at cats on a moment's notice. And for this, we have distracted ourselves to the point where a fire could start in our homes, which is fairly common, and then people will freak out, spin in circles, confused as to what to do. Or my favorite, one more thing, in the Ferguson riots, uh-huh. I'm in the Ferguson riots, and I hear gunshots. The first thing I do, hit the deck. I look to my right, my camera guy, all ran in the ground, and I'm like, good man. And then I, I saw that video from CNN, where the woman is live, and they're asking, what's going on? You hear gunshots, and she goes, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. And she's just wiggling her arms in the air like she has no idea. What's, I'm like, lady, get behind a building. What are you doing? And then she runs into a, into a gangway between two buildings. And I'm like, it is, is remarkable they send these people out in the streets. I've watched so many journalists hear gunshots go off and go, those gunshots? And everyone's on the ground. And I'm like, bro, at least you can say when in Rome, right? If you watch people hit the ground after, after a bang goes off and you're not doing that, Maybe there's something you need to understand about what these people in the community understand. Well, if they, if they probably know a little better. And I like the way that you mentioned Rome because see any parallels and it's not a perfect parallel, but the, the, the Rome, Romans were the height of, uh, height of civilization. And when they were great in the early, uh, in the, uh, Republic period, in the uh, early, uh, empire, you know, it was regular citizens who went out and made up their army. It was affluent citizens. You actually had a property qualification to become a soldier. You were invested in it. And you would go out and you would leave your farm and you would be gone for 10 years campaigning against, you know, Hannibal or whoever. And and, and there was greatness. And then that stopped and they started saying, well, maybe, maybe, you know, Flavius... Why, why should I go? We'll, we'll just get, uh, you know, Hans from uh, uh, across the Rhine. He'll come. We'll pay him a few uh, few ducats and uh, he'll uh, he'll do our fighting for us. And pretty soon there was, you know, Germanic uh, Germanic empires. Yep. And then when the conflict actually comes, instead of being like Spartans, you know, like King Leonidas, yep. killing the messenger and kicking him into the pit, 
They became the flailing CNN, CNN journalists going, oh, they're coming. They have spears. What do we do? Ah. Well, uh, and, you know. and almost quite literally when Attila came, they, they sent they sent like <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, a, a Roman priest out hey, with look. a bunch of gold to talk him out of it, which he managed to do. Think, strangely, well, enough. so so talking about the L.A. riots, like think about the people there who just took think about when the when, when everything broke down, who the people were who just went and took whatever they wanted. Those people understood survival. And when there was no rule of law, they said, I don't care. It's me or you. So they're going to go out and do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think uh, if you look at a city like Los Angeles, imagine the Chinese take down our water system and our logistics system. Suddenly, the water pumps stop. The, the, uh, uh, the, the sewage system stops because they go in and they, they, they wreck the computer code. And the logistics system stops, so you're getting no food. 10, 12 million people with nothing to drink and nothing to eat. And you know what they're going to do? Oh, my God. They're going to eat each other. Yeah, that's right. They'll no, be, I mean, literally. They will be drinking each, uh, uh, drinking each other's blood in three, four days. Uh, it, it's people don't get this, man. New no. York, 2.5 million people on Manhattan Island. When when if the water shuts down and it's and it's shut down, before, like it, there was a power outage when Sandy hit and things right. were very, very disastrous. It was scary. It wasn't as bad. It was only a couple of weeks. But I remember lines out the door of the bodegas and they had two big guys with like baseball bats standing in front of the buildings in front of these bodegas because there was no electricity. It was all cash exchange. Yep. Everything that was perishable perished. And so you had lukewarm water and Gatorades and things like that. You could buy the dry goods. You could buy or the canned goods. But imagine if it was sustained for longer than that. Um, things would get very scary very quickly. Uh, you know, I still tend to keep my... Uh my car is fueled. Yeah. I mean, if they start, it starts getting halfway to empty. I'm like, eh, I just did, just did yesterday. But it's just, you know, I, I remember the wildfires in California, which we've had numerous stories of this. I commanded uh, two battalions during the 2007 ones. What happens if you live in these areas and your, your car is on, you know, an eighth of a tank and yeah. a fire breaks out? Yeah, you die. You die. That's why you keep your car fueled. That's why you keep your electric car charged if you have an electric car. And, and I mean, this, this stuff isn't super hard. It's just not internalized because we've never had to worry about these <clears> problems. <throat> but the problems will come to you eventually. Uh, and I think that's oh, they're why. Coming, bro. I think that's why the COVID thing is people's Woodstock. I think they are excited about it. I mean, look, they don't want 500,000 people to die. But you know, it's kind of, there's a little risk, not much. I mean, if you're healthy, you're 99.5% going to survive. Life's boring. Life's boring. Something's now happening. it's exciting. I've got to wear a mask. I remember going into Trader Joe's, and uh, my beautiful wife was with me, and we're looking around at people taking stuff off the shelves. They're not going crazy, but they're they're loading up, and the shelves were getting empty. And it was a little scary. No, I, I wasn't like terrified, but it was like, okay, you know, intense. I'm, I'm intense. Other people, but people were excited about it and they, they were actually behaving very well. And there were, there were a lot of good humor, but you know, it's something different. It's something new. I feel, I feel more alive when I was in the riots, when I was in the war, even though I look, I was so far in the rear after FedEx bullets to hit me. I literally ran uh, a heavily armed car wash. So I'm not trying to come along as Pete Buttigieg or Dick Blumenthal or any of the war heroes. But when you're in a situation like that, when you're part of this kind of <clears throat> massive event that's historical and there's this little element of danger in it, 
it's exciting. Yep. And you, you remember it and it's, I'm not going to call it fun, but God, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. That's what uh, drives a lot of journalism. You yeah. know, the, the reason I wanted to travel around covering these stories was to experience these major historical moments. Yeah. And I always tell people, like, look, I've been skateboarding my whole life. I'm an adren- adrenaline junkie. I used to jump off buildings when I was like 16. So you tell me I can go into a conflict zone and it's meaningful work that's important to a lot of people yeah. and you can share their story and tell the world's happening. And you're running full speed. You're, you're like, it's intense. It makes you feel like what you're doing matters. Yes. It gives you a, 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 a feeling of risk or danger. So you get a reward, you know, mental reward after you've, you've made it through these things. And many of them, I didn't go into war. I wasn't in anything like you were. You know, you said you were in the, in the car wash. Well, I was in civil unrest and civil conflict. Granted, a revolution here and there and some pretty dangerous neighborhoods. I was in the favelas in Brazil. I had some Turkish anarchists hold up a Molotov cocktail to my face, threaten me, but not in anything where it was like enemy factions who would kidnap and murder me. It was mostly like I'd get beat up and thrown out or whatever, but it was, it's, it's, it's exhilarating. Yeah. And it's, and I, I, I think people need something like that. I think they seek it. I think they want it. I think there are a lot of people who don't want this to end. Because it also excuses a lot of things. If you, if you're one of those depressos, I'm not staying at home because I can't force myself to go out and socialize. I'm staying at home because I've got to save lives. It's an excuse. It's an excuse. And it empowers them. And it, God, and you hear these people and all it is talk about the vaccines, 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 vaccines. Okay. I, I had COVID. I caught it working for the uh, president in Nevada. Um, and, uh, uh, it was, uh, it was like a bad cold, not bad cold, an okay cold. In terms of the severity of it. In terms of the severity. Now, there are other people who, who died from it. And it, it could hurt people. And, of course, as soon as you get it, right? As soon as you yeah, I got COVID. Oh, I had this friend whose friend was a 21-year-old uh, triathlete. And he got it. And two days later, he spontaneously combusted. So I'll clarify just for the, the, the YouTube people who are listening. He, you're talking about how it felt. Yes. Not the death rate. And I'll clarify because they, they just deleted one of uh, Crowder's videos for this. The death rate is substantially worse than a cold or the flu. Oh, no. It, but, but they deleted my, my Crowder's My experience show. of it was, no, people die from this <laughs> thing. There's 500,000 people, according right, to statistics, right, right. have died from it. It is a real thing. It is, it, it is also, if you're in good health, you're probably going to make it. 99.95% for people under 70. Yeah. And then when you factor in 70-year-olds, it's 97.5% survival. Yeah. So th- that is... Uh, so uh, it's something. It is, it is, it is something. It's, it's, it's definitely worse than the flu. Yes. Primarily uh, impacting seniors and people with comorbidities. Yes. But man, do they love to censor anybody the moment they step out of line on this one. I'm just telling you what, I, I'm just telling you my personal experience with it. Um, and, uh, but I, I think a lot of people. You were mentioning the vaccines, find, uh, getting the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, people, people talking about the vaccine all the time. Okay. And I've been told, uh, you know, even though I had it, I should go get the vaccine. So people, the I problem, trust, the problem is that Fauci has been telling people it doesn't matter. And that, that, well, that's, that, that seems to me to be super wrongheaded. Yeah. If you actually want people to take the vaccine because yeah. it, and it doesn't make any sense. It's either effective or it isn't this. What I've seen says it's effective. So why is he down? I mean, Trump thinks it's effective, but Fauci is telling people that, oh, we don't know. So you just might as well stay home, lock well, your door. And, you know, 
he could do a better job. Let's let, let's. <laughs> I, I want to talk about the uh, the political conflict because you mentioned that you know we we're basically talking about people are not prepared for when things break down. Yes. If 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 chaos erupted, you know you you were in the LA riots. I mean you were in war. I've seen my fair share of riots. I'll tell you this. Well, man, look, I was so far in the back, I had to watch flashes on the horizon. That's more than most people have ever seen. Well, in, ever you know, I, in look, their lives. I, the last thing I want to do is come across as Mr. Mr. Macho Combat. Again, I, I ran a decontamination platoon. We did a very good job. I was not a hero. I didn't get shot at. I didn't shoot anybody. Well, there you go. But uh, I, I want to get into the stuff that's going on with the, the, the Democrats. So we have a couple stories I want to highlight. And we'll go through this quickly because I want to highlight the political turmoil, not necessarily the Democrats or the Republicans, just the instability. So we have this story from CNN. House Democrats weigh ejecting GOP winner of contested Iowa race, dismissing comparisons to Trump's effort to overturn the election. Quite literally, this is a Republican who won. The state certified she won. A bipartisan panel certified this Republican one, and the Democrats have voted to move forward with a review to see if they will eject a Republican sitting member of Congress who duly won her election and replace her with a Democrat. We also have 73 Democrats sign efforts to expel Marjorie Taylor Greene from the House after she's already been removed from her committees. Now we have them going after Brett Kavanaugh with Vanity Fair writing, could Brett Kavanaugh be booted from the Supreme Court? We talk a lot about politics. I get it. But how much of this is, oh, let's have an argument about who did, who, who should be in the Supreme Court. How much of this is our system is completely gone? It's broken. When The moment they said, I know he's already on the Supreme Court. Let's reopen investigation anyway. I know she's literally a duly elected representative. Let's remove her now. At what point do we just say we have no elections if they're going to be doing this after the fact? Uh, once again, this relates to what we've been talking about for the last hour or so which is the complete destruction of our institutional norms for short-term convenience. And it's always short-term convenience. Oh, well, Donald Trump, he's, he's literally Hitler, so we've got to uh, uh, get rid of this whole objectivity thing for the news media. <laughs> yep. and, you know, and then the military's na na now, you know, this slippery slope. Now, now the military, well, you know, we've had a uh, civil military uh, separation for uh, 204 years we'll just spark the biggest crisis in civil military relations since uh, macarthur cuz 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 tucker said things we think are mean he did say mean things though you know and those and 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 we as very soft delicate cookie dough americans can't handle mean words you know words are violence at least that's what they've been telling me now so when i i mean look look at us we're sitting here talking about you know, you literally it, having dealt with the L.A. riots and having deployed and served in the military much more than I can speak for. Uh, but I've been in riots as well. And I'm looking at a bunch of people that think words are violence. Yeah. It's like, OK, I watched someone get shot. Uh, I, I personally got shot by a ricochet of a pepper ball, which sprayed my face Ugh. with plastic bits and went my eyes and, and, and took me down a bit. I've run through walls of tear gas in Turkey and Brazil and the United States. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm some super soldier. I'm just some dude who's actually seen some stuff. But if I've seen that and we've got one, the political conflict, the institutional breakdown, our military is freaking out about Gadsden flags, every little institution, like you mentioned, they're breaking apart. Confidence in the system is breaking. Moral frameworks are have there's two different total moral frameworks. It feels like, in my opinion, we are heading towards, well, what should we call it? A prepper's dream. Ugh. What they've they've long. I mean, I'll tell you this. I see these these Twitter posts from preppers and they post how they're laughing. I remember I was I drove uh, at the beginning of COVID. I drove across the U.S. We, I was I went to a gas station 
and, you know, it was the toilet paper craze. And I asked the, 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 you know, the lady at the counter and we were in Arizona and she goes, Oh, we're not worried about any of that. We're preppers. We got months worth of everything stocked up and always have. So we laugh at everybody when this happens. Yep. So I, I, I'll try, I want to try and keep it wrapped up in, in, you know, just stemming into, into the uh, political conversation. Vanity Fair is actually asking if they could boot Brett Kavanaugh because who was it? Was it a senator? Was it Sh- White, House. White House? Said the FBI didn't actually do a legitimate review. It was fake. So they're trying uh, to reignite. Yeah, they said that a lot of people were trying to send tips to the FBI about Kavanaugh. But apparently Chris Ray was classmates with, with Kavanaugh and they're both members of the Federalist Society. So Ray didn't actually do the investigation. They're trying to get pretext, it seems, to remove a Supreme Court justice to remove two GOP reps. They already took Marjorie Taylor Greene off of her, her, her committees. I bring this up just to, sh- to talk about the institutional decay, to say, like, at, at what point does this stop and do we recover? Or is this just the, the crumbling of the infrastructure that leads to the chaos? There's, there's going to be one or, one or two directions. Either it continues and there's chaos, or people say, whoa, stop. Now, we saw uh, that uh, young lady canceled uh, today, a very liberal lady canceled a a a woman of uh, a leftist woman of color was fired and or she was forced to resign and jonathan swan got on twitter and said this is terrible this is wrong of course he got ratioed with people going this is what you wanted yeah this is what you've been cheering uh either people stop it or it continues what what is rewarded you get more of and so far this stuff has been rewarded always if it goes on, I mean, it's ugly. Look, I, I've got five novels of America falling apart that I sell a ton of. People's Republic. Go get your copy today. People were actually commenting. Uh, they said that they uh, one person commented they read your book and loved it, and it's eerily similar to what's happening. Uh, it worries them. It, 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 it kind of freaks me out because when I wrote the first one, People's Republic, in 2016, it was a warning. I love this country. I love what we have here. I've lived overseas for years. I've seen places that don't work. And it and it and it rips me up to see us squandering the legacy we've been granted. We didn't earn it. We didn't build it. Here we were handed it. We need to maintain it. We're not doing that. Sounds like Obama. Remember, he's like, "You didn't build that." Well, in this case, it's correct. Yeah, we did not build these we institutions. Inherited we inherited it. We could have made them better, but you know, we've already gone down that road. So I wrote these books, and I was thinking, you know, what's the wildest thing? You know, uh, people, what craziness, uh, people being arrested for, uh, being transphobic, uh, you know, thought there was police. that, there was that guy who got arrested because he, uh, I think it was in Canada. Though, that was but, Canada. Yeah. He refused to refer to his, right. uh, his daughter as his daughter. Uh, yeah, yes. Well, this is complicated. You know, it's, it's a court battle between uh, the, the, the parents and the court as to whether or not the child has the right to be the 13 year old, if I believe uh, him. I, yeah, maybe 14. So the issue is, if it was a clear-cut case where we had quotes from a, you know, trans boy, a transgender, you know, 14-year-old who said specifically they were, then I can talk about what that person was saying. We have a legal battle. When you have a judge saying, I don't care what your legal argument is about your children, you must say this or, you know what I mean? Seems like they've already decided. Right. So, and, and we saw that other legal battle in Texas. Well, that that's, you know, again, institutional decay. When... But back to your book. I don't want to derail from your your, your time up, but the book. No, go said, buy the damn book. Let's. <laughs> all five it. of them. No, no, you, you, were mentioning, you, you were mentioning <laughs> that people were getting arrested for like crazy well, things. Yeah, they were getting arrested. And I write this stuff and it starts happening. And I'm thinking successively more crazy stuff as I'm writing the subsequent books. 
and it's happening. And people write me going, this is all happening. And it's like, I don't want this to happen. This is not a how-to. I'm not for any of this. But they don't listen. It, it's this institutional decay. Look, what institution defends us regular people now? Can you go to the courts and be sure that you're going to get a fair shake? Can you nope. go to the FBI? Can you go to Congress? Can you go to the media? Can you go to academia? Academia is going to tell you you're a, you're, you know, you're, you're a white supremacist, which was really public, uh, puzzling to the guy who drives a truck for a living when he's being told by a guy who makes four times as much, you know, uh, uh, doing diversity articles uh, that, that he's oppressing. Sounds like you're saying we already lost. I don't think we've ever lost. You, you made a really scary point, I'll tell you that. Think about this for everybody listening. Do you feel like if you went to court, if you called the police, if you called the FBI for any for any issue, do you think they would actually have your back? Would they support you as an American citizen? Well, would you get a fair shot? Would you I get mean, a fair shot? See, the, the beauty of uh, a democratic republic, a free country, is, you know, maybe you lose the election, but you're like, well, okay, I lost, but, you know, I lost. But I, I, I made my case. Better luck next time. Or I went to court. I didn't like the way the jury came out, but I got a chance to make my piece, and I think it was fair. Right that's, now. That's the basis, and you, if you don't have that. YouTube yeah. has a rule that if you say something specific in relation to Donald Trump and the election, they'll delete your video and give you a strike. Donald Trump's made statements that have been removed from YouTube and his own speeches have gotten people's news outlets like Right Side Broadcasting Network got a strike, I believe, simply for broadcasting Trump's speech. Yet... If you relay what the Democrats have said about Rita Hart in Iowa, which is in many ways similar to what Donald Trump said, you are fine. You are allowed to advocate for what the Democrats have called for contesting a certified election. That's OK on YouTube. That's the that's 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 the Silicon Valley bias right there. Well, it, it's hugely biased. And I think it's another example of short term thinking. Because. Right now, well, it's such an emergency. We've got to do this exceptional thing. Of course, the exception becomes the rule. When it becomes the rule, it eventually becomes the rule for everybody. And the worm eventually turns. And someday they could be scratching their heads going, gosh, I don't seem to have a lot of friends left. I Look, I don't think we've ever lost until our hearts stop beating. I, I, I am always an optimist. I understand that, that what we had in America and what I think we're on the verge of losing if we don't watch it is so much greater than what's been in any other culture, any other place, uh, certainly any other place I've been. There's something about it. It's so powerful. It's so right. You know, and I'm, I'm not one of those guys who talk, the right side of history. Oh, God. But what, we, what we're selling Freedom, civil rights, individuality, free enterprise, uh, the rule of law. This is great stuff. And people have sacrificed a huge amount for it. And people from other countries, like my wife, come here to get that. So it's I falling don't, apart, I, though. It, 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 look, it's running ragged, right. but we're not done yet. And I, I, I will never give up as long as I'm alive. I will never give up and just say, oh, we're done. No, I agree. I, agree. I, I will certainly use their rules against them. Because some people need to learn through pain. I guess the issue is when the right does anything that the left does, they're held to a very, very strict standard. 
if conservatives go out and protest, they call it, you know, a far right insurrection well, of course. revolt. If the left does it, they'll call it a peaceful protest. Uh, of course. And we got to understand that, uh, you know, the media and the establishment are our opponents. Uh, I think that's one reason you see fewer conservatives being canceled now is that it, it, it no longer works on us. We have enough of our own outlets. It's not perfect. You can get canceled off YouTube. You might have to go someplace else. But we can still get our message out there. And they can't cancel us. So they're turning well, inward. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get a little bit optimistic, I, I suppose. We have this story from the New York Times. Well, I sh- I'll say va- fairly optimistic. <laughs> Teen Vogue editor resigns oh. after fury over yes. racist tweets. The hiring of Alexi McCammond, who was supposed to start at the Condé Nast publication next week, drew complaints because of racist and homophobic tweets she had posted a decade ago. <laughs> Alexi McCammond is a black woman. I, I believe... I I don't the news calls her a female you know person of color or whatever but I I believe she's black yeah and uh, she got canceled for being racist against Asians which is a fracturing in the woke theories the critical race theory because Asians are supposed to be the ultra privileged it's like they 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 say in the SATs for instance Asians have to score higher than white people they have to, they have to score like a thirteen hundred or so compared to like a thousand or whatever for a white person. Well, now, you know, we, we used to joke on the show that I was double white for being part Asian. So I'm like double privileged. Now I don't know what I'm supposed to think, because well, apparently they're saying that the hate crimes are against the Asian community. And this woman's getting fired for a 10 year old tweet. So so the reason I say optimistic, they can't cancel every conservative, no. especially when some of these people are independent. Yeah. When uh, when you have people who have their own YouTube channels or work for conservative outlets who will never get fired. What do they do? Well, they're like they're like vampires, you know. They have a bloodlust and they're searching for someone to softest target. But, you know, the conservatives are hardened, have yes. their shields up and are defending their communities. So they're turning on themselves in desperation. Exactly. You go for the soft target. Look, I, I get on Twitter. I say thing. I get the leftists attacking me. So what? I don't care. I don't care. The people who publish me don't care. The people who buy my books don't care. <laughs> Probably sells more books, to be honest. Uh, Maybe. And and by the way, the uh, uh, battling hierarchy of oppressions was one of the topics in, in the books. The uh, flag of the People's Republic. America splits into two countries. Flag of the People's Republic keeps changing. They keep adding stripes. <laughs> huh. And it's like a running joke through it. Except it, it it's, except real. it's like real. Well, they, 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 you can't satirize these people. Well, they you just report. Have you seen? So they, they there was the, the rainbow flag. Yes. Then they added the black and brown stripe for black and brown solidarity. Okay. And now they added the trans triangle to it. So it's just the flag is becoming. This is, str- is a triangle out, ra- uh, out rank a stripe. I guess it's like. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't I don't know who. Who's what, the what, most oppressed all? A mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most oppressed of us all? <laughs> you it, know, it's so. God, it, the thing is, even I fall into making the mistake of calling it stupid. It is stupid, but that's beside the point. It's insidious. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to talk. Look, you can't reason them out of it. You can't sit there and go, you know, it's stupid to hold uh, people's immutable characteristics as defining them. It's stupid. It's also immoral and wrong on every level. You're religious, uh, secular, every level. It's it's terrible. Now believe what I do. And they're like, no, I get power from it. Screw you. Yeah. Or you're not in the tribe, so I reject whatever it is you're saying without evidence. Uh, it's just, it, it, it's agony. But I think more and more people are coming around on it. As a, 30 years ago, we were talking about political correct. 
politically correct stuff. Yeah. I remember I did uh, Bill, Bill Maher had politically incorrect on ABC. He got fired for being politically incorrect. Oh, yeah, it was incorrect. like about 2000. I, in, yeah. in 1986 or 7, I was an editor of uh, the UC San Diego California Review, which was a conservative paper. And we had a picture of one of us sitting there going, here, I, I, Fred Pete is drinking a glass of politically incorrect Coors beer because the, the Coors guy gave money to right wing thing. It, it was being used, you know, 35 years ago. And... Uh, but it was kind of a niche thing for conservatives. Conservatives whined about it. I mean, it's right to whine about it, but it's still whining. Now, every, it's infecting normal people's lives, and they don't like it. And you saw with President Trump, he he got more Hispanic voters. Oh, yeah. Because like Hispanic male guys, they're like, I, I, I didn't sign up for this. You know? I, 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 yeah, I, I wonder. sign up for this garbage. I wonder if the, the, the infighting. People canceling themselves. I'll tell you this. This woman resigned, right? This Alexia McCammon resigned. It's worse than that. Uh, we reported this before, but a seven-figure advertising deal was pulled because the employees were complaining about their new boss. So they, uh, the company effectively canceled itself. You, you, you understand? Like, this is amazing. I, Millions of dollars. I, I don't, you know, the, the thing that really got me was the New York Times with Tom Cott. Oh, yeah. Where you had a, a senator... Writing an article, which I disagreed with, by the way. I actually wrote my law review article on the use of military force in support of civilian civil support operations. I'm largely against it. I think the military is unsuited in most cases when it's not an emergency. Here, that, neither here nor there. He writes an article that says we should use these guys. We should use military forces to suppress some of the BLM rioting, Antifa rioting. Okay, a position about half of Americans take. He's a Republican. Yeah. So they run this thing. The news, the, the, the woke kids at the New York Times go nuts. And if I was the editor and they marched into my office and said, you can't run this, I'd say, okay, you're at the New York Times. We run editorials from everybody. If you don't like it, get out. If you do like it, get out, do your job. And the next one of you who brings up this crap to me is going to find himself walking the streets. I, get I, out. I, I got to stop. Can't do it. I got to stop you right there. If it's me. And someone comes in and says, that op-ed you published, you need to get rid of it. I would say, okay, you're all fired. Everyone in the office right now, you've just lost your job. I'll call security to escort you out of the building. See, you're, nicer, or you could- you're nicer than me because I would give them a learning opportunity. I well, would I try and nicer. teach them not to be idiots. <laughs> but if they didn't do it, I would fire them. Granted, and, I wouldn't hire them in the but, first place. Well, that's that's also true. But let's, let, for the sake of the hypothetical, the thing is, they rolled over. The guys oh, yeah. in power rolled over. Why? They How, had the uh, power. What are these boomers? All you got to do is say no. These guys have a glass jaw. Hey, hey, millennials, screw you. We're not doing any of that. You and know, if you, I hear about it again, you're canned. You know what you could do? The person who's like, you know, speaking, you say, you're fired. Anyone else? Anyone else want to be fired? All right, you back know, to you work. Got, you guys believe that? Look, you guys believe this is so important? Let's see some principles. I'm not going to pound the table. Yeah, how many are you going to quit <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, no, put, put, put it on the table. And then they'd come back and be like, we need a union to, to fight for, against these things. And uh, that's the, because they can't, they can't <laughs> negotiate for themselves and stand up for their own ideas. Have you noticed how the uh, uh, new woke unions tend to not support basic workers, like old school union? Oh, we want, t- you know, we want vacation and we want health care. Dental plan, dental plan, you know. That old school teamster kind of stuff. Now it's all, <laughs> oh, we uh, we got this whole woke agenda we've got to enforce, blah, blah, blah. 
unions unions aren't about no, unions no, anymore. No, no, no. Did you see the United you, you see the United Auto Workers Union? <laughs> oh, they're outraged. Ford is going to be moving some of their new car projects to Mexico. Well, and, that- and 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 it was really funny. My favorite line from Ford was they were like, "Well, things have changed since uh, you know circumstances changed since our last contract negotiation." And do you know what that thing that changed was? Yes. Who was it? What, oh. <laughs> it was the president. Right. Who was uh, it? I said it right away. <laughs> now it's that withered old zombie um, and uh, who is in hock to understand that the big corporations tend to be part of the liberal establishment, the Democrat establishment. You know, this whole I, I saw they were, uh, you know, Warren's son. We, we, we got to have a billionaire tax. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's tax the billionaires. You think why? Why again would I spend? Look, I'm a Republican. I'm not just a conservative. I am a Republican because I believe there's got to be a party of the right. It's the Republicans for better and mostly worse. Mostly worse. But why should we as Republicans spend an iota of our political capital defending the uh, financial interests of people who hate us and use their money to screw us against our own financial interests? Let them burn. You want a twenty percent? Yeah, you want. <laughs> you, know, you, you want. You got want twenty percent surtax on billionaires? Rock and roll. Yeah, uh, Mackenzie Bezos funds a ton of critical race theory. George Soros, man, conservatives don't shut up about that guy. So when I hear that stuff, I'm like, who cares about billionaires? So I tweet out, you know, like tax the rich and all these. I lef- saw that. All these lefties are like based tim like tim's a lib and i'm like dude i've always talked about progressive taxes tax the billionaires i don't care there's like how many of them in this country a handful well look i I, oh well there's 300 if i I wanted to get back to my basic conservative principles from when i used to read uh national review unironically um and god help me weekly standard before it became a (laughs) cheesy uh cruise brochure uh, look, I, I would say, look, I, I, I want a smaller government. I want people paying less taxes because that starves government. That's a principle. But I have another conservative principle, and it's a more important one. It's I will ha- I will accept no principle that makes me less free. And unfortunately, you get all these conservatives. Well, you know, it's a private company. Can't do nothing. That sounds wah, like the Democrats wah. right now. Well, it's like, yeah. And it's like, well... Yeah, but I kind of don't like them screwing with me. And if you use your power against me, I'm going to use my power against them. And uh, if we're going to play the principles game, I say they go first. This is stop a, screwing me. The weirdest arguments, you know, I have with uh, objectivists or libertarians. <laughs> we, we we had a river so polluted it started on fire. What was it? There was a Cuyahoga yeah, was, River. Uh, yeah, Cuyahoga and Cleveland. The se- 70s, I think it was. And then we had we had a reg- regulation to be like, okay, how about you can't dump that much pollution in the water? We got to regulate how much you're doing. Basically, all these different companies were saying, don't look at me. I only dumped, you know, a tiny fraction. It's like, yeah, well, when all of you dump at the same time, it makes a big mess and bursts into flames. When our water is on fire, we got problems. That's That would be an indicator. So I've always, I grew up with this stuff. I've always been in favor of regulating companies that get out of control. And I also believe in, in some form of regulation against government when it's out of control. Yes. The problem is the government has a monopoly on force. So how do you deal with a broken government? That's tough. However, I'm not going to ignore when billionaires are exploiting the system and taking advantage of the working class. My, my, my thing is, I don't care if you're a billionaire, bro. Like p- people talk about taxes and I made a joke where I said, I said tax the rich, right? And then a bunch of people were like, look in a mirror, bro. And then I quote tweeted myself, me and Bernie will share a cell. I said, no, I said, arrest the rich as a joke. And then I was like, me and Bernie will share a cell. I have, uh, 
I have a jo- I'm writing my sixth book, and I'll give you a preview. I have a joke about there's a statue of Bernie Sanders, the late Bernie Sanders, because he 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 passed away when he dropped his bong on some copies of Socialist Workers. <laughs> And it caught the house on fire, but the fire department went to the wrong mansion. <laughs> and it's uh, a sad thought. And, 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 look, uh, no, no one does better under communism than the cadre. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, you know, and uh, there are a lot of Mensheviks running around uh, Democrat Washington. A lot of these guys, it's like your own people are going to put you against the wall, figuratively. I mean, um, they openly say these people tweet these things. I know. They, 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 they look. When I when I hear about Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders having multiple houses and millions of dollars, I'm like, I don't care what are his principles. Is he in favor of working class people having rights or not? Well, arguably you can say yes, there's some ideological split, but it's fine. Okay, I think Bernie sold out in a lot of ways. But then I look at Soros, the Koch brothers, the Mercers, Jeff Bezos, Mackenzie Bezos, Tom Steyer, Michael Bloomberg. Why do these people get to shut down the voices of the working class? With their, uh, with their, with their massive wealth. And not only that, but the, the establishment that they, f- that they embody has been a disaster to the American working class. I, I wrote another book, a nonfiction called Militant Normals about normal people getting angry at what's happening. And I, I, I told the story of a guy who was a Marine and he comes home, you know, fictional and embellish it, but, but basically, you know, he sees his job sent to another country. And a guy who looks like Mitt Romney drives up in a limousine and says, well, you know, you guys, you know, you can basically learn to code. Uh, build some solar panels. You know, build some solar panels. Got to go. I, I got to be at the uh, I got to be at the club. And why why were Republicans allowing the heart and soul of our country to be screwed? They were being screwed. What is the principle that requires the impoverishment of the people who make up the American middle class, the one who built this country, feed it, fuel it, defend it. And I don't see it. And I, I, I got to give Donald Trump credit for opening the eyes of a lot of people by saying what needed to be said. He's up there. There's one guy. He's one guy. There's 16 other guys who are all talking about basically the same stuff George Bush was talking about. And Donald Trump's talking about the real problems that people are talking about. Our jobs going away, our, our culture being hollowed out, uh, wars that don't make any sense. Again, I'm not a pacifist. By any means. But, you know, as, as as I pointed out in my article today, you know, the military's pretty angry at Tucker Carlson, but uh, Tucker Carlson has uh, won as many wars as they have in the last 20 years. <laughs> He's also lost fewer. That's right. Uh, and who pays that price? It's not the sons and daughters who go to Harvard, Westlake, and West L.A. It's the paratrooper. Uh, from uh, Omaha. Hey, well, look, you know, we're really good at building infrastructure in Middle Eastern countries and really bad at building it here. Look, I, I, I'm driving around the car. What the hell? <laughs> you know, the, the, the Afghanistan papers that, that the Washington Post published should have been a scandal on par with the Pentagon papers about the disaster in Vietnam. And it just kind of went poof. What were they? Uh, it basically talked about all our mistakes in Afghanistan after 20 years, a war we have not won after 20 years, uh, the waste of money, the waste of lives, the flawed strategy. It's It's been a disaster. And look, I, I was not I, I wasn't against Iraq going in and Iraq went really well for about two months. No follow through. Strategy is not just about winning one battle. 
Strategy is about achieving objectives, big objectives. And there was no strategy. I mean, I literally got, they, they literally sent me to the Army War College, get me a degree in strategy. I must have made a mistake because I listened. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I took it seriously. And I'm looking at this, I'm going, okay, this these things violate everything I was taught about strategy. And I, I just, you know, avoiding the hard questions. When, when you have full kernels, you know, you know, Colonels, tomorrow you're going to brief us on America's greatest threat. You know, what is our greatest strategic threat? And then the next day you will brief us on your 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 strategy to address it. Basic, basic kind of war college thing. And this is a story somebody from a different war college gave, but it tracks with my own. Um, the first day, 50% of the teams of colonels briefed climate change. The weather in a hundred years was America's greatest strategic threat, according to guys who typically command 5,000 Americans. Wow. I mean, you're just like, what the hell? You know, look, a, a, an environment, let's assume it's even true. Let's assume climate change isn't a giant hoax and a scam uh, because it's one of those problems that seems every solution happens to be exactly every policy prescription its advocates always wanted anyway. But that's that's an environmental factor. That is a factor in the situation. The correlation well, this, of forces. It's, it's not it's, a threat it's, itself. It's a factor of the private market, private industries. If if we've got all of these different companies polluting and individuals driving cars, the military is not going to solve that. It's going to be legislative, no. or it's going to be cultural. Well, it's just like what 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 do you think the military ought to do? Stop, not have M1 tanks because they bust out. Gas? No, 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 they I have, they, they, have they have to storm the beaches of. You know, uh, Greenland, San Pedro and uh, and, uh, you know, New York to, uh, you know, shut down the importing of all of these petrochemical based products. Uh. And then they got to raid all of these car manufacturing plants. No, the military has nothing to do with this. No, it has nothing to do. And it should be its purpose should be to deter, defeat America's enemies in, in in conventional and unconventional combat. That's what it should be doing. And. It. It's essentially it's become an unserious organization when you when you're focusing on all this other woke stuff, that's not a serious military. And I, I get emails and communications from people who are in or recently out and it's bad and they're not focusing on war fighting. And I, I, I am terrified that one day I'm going to wake up and the Chinese are going to have initiated their op plan on Taiwan and our base is in Guam and Japan are going to be smoking ruins and there's going to be a carrier at the bottom of the uh, South China Sea. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know I worry Biden's about that stuff. So, Trump's fault. Come on, man. Where's my slipper? Come on, man. That's it. Matlock. Matlock marathon's on. Or he'll just be, he'll be sleeping. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Who's in charge there anyway? I'm, just, I'm still. Kamala. I think she's being, uh, I think she's being iced out. Really? Yeah. yeah. But she's like doing the phone call with the world leaders. Doing phone calls uh, on behalf of Biden. Yeah, I bet you she put that out. Uh, you, you think Dr. Jill's going to let her uh, not doctor, get, get Dr. Jill out of the White House? No, I, I, I think the 25th Amendment, uh, I, I, I think there is a group that wants Biden. I think Kamala wants Kamala. And I think if Kamala could convince enough people to do the 25th Amendment, I think she would. Kurt, it's uh, Kamala. Is it? It's racist when you say it that way. I, I am indifferent. That was, that was an actual news cycle. Yes, I, I, I saw that. I am indifferent <laughs> to what she likes about her name. 
Uh, is Kamala. it Kurt or Cart? Cart. Yeah. Ooh. Anyway. Um, but uh, all I can say is if I was Joe Biden and Kamala came up with a plate of cookies, let the dog test them. Give them to the dog first. Just, she's oh, wait, be, the dogs are be, gone. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, looping, looping it back to what we were talking about uh, initially with Putin. Yeah. It seems like there's a desperate attempt to not focus on China. Oh, to God. make everything about Russia so that they don't have to worry about. They don't, they don't, they, maybe it's that they know they've already lost with China. It's hard and it's painful. My, what, what did Mike, Mike Pompeo say? What, like a year ago? We've been infiltrated at every level by the Chinese Communist Party. No, that, that is true. I mean, look at Disney. Hollywood's sucking up to them. Our industry sucks NBA. up to them. Well, where, where, where do you get your rare earth metals? You know, you could theoretically get them from basically anywhere, but for yes. some reason, we just don't. No, we, we, we don't. Uh, we now also don't get our oil. Or, our, vit- we we, we, or we, our vitamin C or our, our antibiotics. Uh, it's, Even our masks are made in China. You know, we buy, I hate using the word globalist because it, you know, get, it brings up pictures of uh, uh, guys in, in basements somewhere, you know, with uh, lots of uh, uh, post-its and uh, tax. Of what is it? Crime web? From each Conspiracy other. web? Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it, nuts. But people who th- we made a mistake and I bought into it too, a little bit. I thought that the Chinese might come around through free enterprise and slowly become more like us, not just in economics, but in individual free. It didn't work out that way. Guess I didn't understand. I guess a lot of us didn't understand the Chinese. But here's the difference. I've seen it ain't working and I've decided it's time to change course. There are a few of us. Uh, the people who still want to go on with the fantasy that if we're only nice enough to China, it'll be nice to us are not serious people. Yeah. I think some of them are compromised. I think there are a lot of people with business interests in China. And they're and I'm not thinking, oh well, you give me five thousand dollars, I'll say whatever they want. I'm thinking they gave me five thousand dollars. These guys aren't that bad. I mean, they can just give me some money. I think it is a lot easier to address a problem that's not as problematic. Right? Like Russia. It's like, uh, you know, there's a talk about how cops will prefer to go after petty crime instead of serious crime because it's easier to deal with and it occupies their time. So pulling over someone for blowing a stop sign versus running, rushing full speed to what looks like someone getting mugged. It's like, mm. you know, so there, there, there are complaints about things like that, that when government approaches a problem, they take the path of least resistance to make it seem like they're working. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just human nature. That's to be expected. That's why you need exceptional people. You know, we, 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 we need a Harry Truman, not a Joe Biden. You know? Yeah, Joe Biden's like our Buchanan, huh? Is Buchanan? Wait, no, not, not Buchanan. Wait, was it Buchanan? Yeah, that was the guy leading up to the Civil War. Yeah, 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 Buchanan. Like the, one of the wor- weakest yeah. presidents we've ever had. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're going we're gonna to have this weak president for, for several years. And then come 2024, people are going to be begging for someone like Trump again. Maybe it'll be Trump. Maybe, you think maybe Trump will run again? Maybe. I mean, what's it going to be, 78? Maybe it'll be I think, he, I think he's getting a little old. Yeah. And I, I, I think he'll prefer to be kingmaker. Just my gut. I don't know then anything. I think DeSantis. Uh, I, I saw DeSantis at CPAC. Uh, he was better retail than I thought he'd be. He's uh, ex-military, which is not a qual- necessarily a qualification, but it might lead him to be a little less you know, submissive to generals. Uh, he has done a great job in Florida. He has survived the media onslaught. Yep. 
and shown how you do it. You never give in. You're killing people. No, I'm not. I'm also not grabbing liberal girls' breasts. Um, he 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 he's done okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, I I am an unabashed fan of Rick Grinnell, who I know personally. He lives in my town, hmm. and uh, I think uh, he is an exceptional leader. I would love to see a DeSantis Grinnell ticket. Wow. And it's kind of weird because this shows kind of the realignment. I mean, who would have thought a very cosmopolitan gay guy would have the support of, like, military guys? I'm not the only <laughs> one. Military guys are fanatics for Rick. Uh, freedom, freedom wins. Liberty wins, right? The, I, I hope so. <laughs> well, so, no, no, listen. There was a tweet from Jen Uger of the Young Turks. He said something like, the progressives always win in the end or something like that. Someone corrected him saying, no, it's, it's liberty that wins. Yes. So what, what he was trying to say is you go back in time and you can see that these left-wing causes, progressive causes, have won out. Civil rights, etc., only the problem is now that the left is rejecting civil rights. Well, I, they're, I, they're, they're opposing individualism and freedom. I also reject the whole uh, uh, John Lithgow and Footloose vision of conservatives through history. Okay, we were not the ones who always said, no, you kids can't rock. Kevin Bacon, stop your strutting. It's, it, I don't know how my side was somehow labeled as the side that didn't like free speech, that didn't like the ability to write what you want, say what you want, think what you want. Uh, it's great branding for the other side. Yeah. Because it's all baloney. That's not what we're about. It's never been what we're about. And I think, uh, I think certainly now that if you want to find the defenders of traditional uh, liberal values – you're going to have to, or what have been labeled liberal values, you, you've got to go to the conservatives because the today's liberals don't believe in those things. Donald Trump is a, what, they call him a 90s Democrat. His his policies, he's been he's been likened to Bill Clinton in a lot of ways. Not the worst ways. Actually, no, the worst ways by the Democrats themselves. Yeah. Conveniently yeah. uh, giving Bill a pass. Donald Trump's interesting because he is the guy on the right, and I think he is on the right, uh, even though he had some views that are uh, traditionally liberal. But he's the guy who actually talked about what the base was talking about, as opposed to what the Bushes are talking about. Jeb Bush would sit and talk to you about, you know, tax rates all day. And Trump would go, yeah, I want to put up a border wall so that some guy without insurance, I'm a legal alien with insurance, doesn't wreck your car and leave you in the lurch. And people are like, yeah. My buddy's car got crashed into by an illegal alien. He didn't have insurance. And he got screwed over. Yeah. Trump talked about things that no one else would talk about. He, and also because Trump is the ultimate immune to cancellation. He just doesn't care. Yeah. And I think the next president has to take not necessarily his positions on, and not necessarily all the things about Trump. Not everything about Trump, but he has to take on the not caring. I think DeSantis is doing that. I'm always amused by people who say, you know, I like Donald Trump, but all that tweeting. It's like, going, you know, it's like going to a fixed price menu and asking for a substitution. No, I, I don't want the twice baked potato. I'd rather broccolini. OK, you get the potato. OK, you can't have Donald Trump and all the things you like about Donald Trump without the mean tweets. It is of a whole. It is of a part. But it is the people who voted against him based on his mean tweets tweets that, that hurt him in the end. I think they would have voted against him anyway. 
Yeah, probably because the media just told him to. But but listen, but listen, if Trump was strategically silent for even a short period of time, he would have starved the media out. Look what's happening now. He certainly would have. But then he wouldn't be Donald Trump. That's true. Because if I mean, you know, I I just, you know, if only Donald Trump had all the good things about Donald Trump with none of the bad things, it would be great. Well, great. If you had all the good things about Kurt and none of the bad things, I'd be wonderful. Right, honey? Look, it went, it went, <laughs> she's so nodding. There's a, there's, there's a lot to look at when it comes to Ron DeSantis compared yeah. to Trump and the things that, you know, Trump was doing. So what, what I like about Trump, the Abraham Accords were amazing. Oh, my God. Peace agreements. He ended a, decades oh, long decade, wars. 70 decades. Mm-hmm. I mean, I re- my entire life, I remember the 73 war. I remember Sadat getting shot. I mean, because I, I'm old. Um, this, this was going on and on and on. And my gosh, now all these countries are at peace. And of course, Biden's like, don't do don't do Who cares? Well, so suck up to the mullahs. We get that. We get the, the banning of critical race theory. Yes. So these are things I like. We Huge. get school choice. What he was pushing for. Uh, he didn't get he didn't get to push that hard enough. Now, I'm wondering how many of these things will Ron DeSantis push as well? Because what he's doing in Florida with censorship is brilliant. Yes. What he's done with COVID has worked swimmingly. Ban CRT. Right, exactly. Ban- banning critical race theory. Yeah. The uh, I'll clarify the pandemic thing. Like, look, people lost lives, lost their lives in the pandemic. But I believe the death rate in Florida is 8% below the national average. You want to talk about what are our objective standards for doing a good job in the pandemic? How about 8% below national average? Is it? Is it? Are there still problems? Sure. But he's, he's doing a good job. Now, when he steps up to the plate, assuming he does... Will he will he approach some of some of the things that Trump was pushing as well, a populist right wing uh, platform? One of the advantages DeSantis will have, especially if he listens, is he'll have the Rolodex that Trump never did. Trump got into office and didn't know anybody. If you had had Jeb Bush, the human puffball, roll (laughs) into office. And I I want you to assume exclamation point every time I say Jeb. Yes. So we don't have to go through that uh, drill. Uh, Jeb could have called on 5,000 people to fill the federal government because the Bushes knew these 5,000 people. Most of them worked for his brother's uh, uh, administration. Trump didn't have that. Trump's biggest problem was always personnel, including hiring generals, because he was always impressed by generals. He shouldn't have been. Every single general, except for Flynn, seemed to stick him. Um, If DeSantis goes in, he's got a whole bunch of veterans of the Trump administration, and he knows what the play is, which is leave people in place to disrupt in the bureaucracy. And he's just, he, he's a mean dude. He'll happily go, no, fire, fire, fire. He needs to say, you know, at 12.01 on January, I guess, 20th of uh, 2025, uh, I want the resignation of every United States attorney. I want the resignation Ooh. of every uh, SES uh, executive. I want the resignation of everyone on the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I want the resignation of everybody whose job I get to pick. You are all gone. Uh, Director of the FBI, Mr. Ray, thank you for your service. You are out. Here is my list. And here are the people going over to those agencies. And they ha- and he's got to invest time. For instance, built the, 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 the Pentagon needs to devote, you know, if he wants to fix Pentagon... His time and attention is the weapon system. Think people do what commanders check. If he spends 30 minutes a day on that, from, you know, his people bring in the problems, and I would do leadership by anecdote, 
right? There's all this stuff out there on the internet. And we know that things like, like uh, this, uh, this woman uh, uh, being canceled uh, for anti-Asian, that resonates. That's an anecdote. It resonates as a bigger meaning. Find the military stuff that has a bigger meaning. There's a chaplain at Elmendorf Air Force Base, and he's told he can't say the word Jesus. Great. I, Secretary of Defense, I want you, Chairman of Joint Chiefs, I want the Joint Chief of the Air Force, I want every single guy down to the company commander or flight commander in this guy's chain of command with their deputies in my office, nine o'clock tomorrow, you will brief me on how you're protecting this man's First Amendment rights. If, you uns- if you're unsatisfactory, I will leave you. Your deputy will brief me the next day at 9 a.m. You do that one time, maybe two, they get the message. Then I, th- I, I don't see how uh, a Democrat will win 2024. I don't. I don't see Joe Biden as having nearly the strength to run a second term. Oh, it's going to be physically. But Kamala is just so ridiculously unpopular. Tulsi Gabbard got more delegates than she did. (sighs) Tulsi got one. Kamala got none. Is Tulsi going to become a Republican? I think she probably will. I think she'd fit. Yeah, it's weird. I I don't like everything she's about. Me neither. But Uh, but you know what? I don't even like everything I'm about. You know. You know Jeff Van Drew. He was the Democrat, yes, yes, South Jersey, New, yeah, New Jersey guy. He's a he's a Democrat. I mean, you look, you look at his policy. Yeah, positions. didn't he vote for a union thing the other day? Probably the, the pro act. But something? he's like, ah, eh, the Republicans are more re- re- uh, reasonable. That's okay. that's ridiculous. How bad the Democrats have become, to be honest. You know, well, well look, we America's got two parties. It's always going to have two parties because the way the electoral college exists, and you've got to be able to have fifty percent plus one. And I think the Democrats by narrowing and creating this purity test are really screwing themselves yeah. because they're going to drive a lot of people away and they're not going to have Trump to kick around. I mean, poor God, pity Brian Stelter. There's a lot of things to pity that human tuber about, uh, but pity Tater because he's got nothing left to talk about. Okay. I like Tucker, Tucker. Carlson a lot. He's no substitute for Donald Trump twenty four seven as the ratings show. Yeah, and they're going to try and run against Donald Trump. They're already trying in the recall. Oh, this is a this is a white supremacist Trump uh, thing. That's why we're recalling uh, Newsom. Get Newsom. Yeah, two two million okay. signatures. Got to be far right, huh? Yeah, all those all those right wingers out in California. Well, yeah, I I I'm starting to feel like based on what we're seeing, it could be DeSantis. But hey, man, look, we're years out, so yes. who knows. You know, oh, we could see somebody so, come in that we never yeah. expected. Uh, there are some people who I'm I'm still trying to figure out why they would run. I like Pompeo, but who's the guy who's got Pompeo mania? Right, Ted Cruz. I I, I think he's DeSantis a, has I think the fire. He's brilliant, yeah, but he, he, you know, I mean, when I look yeah. like Ted, Ted Ted Cruz has done some good things, but is he presidential? Well, I gave him a, I gave him money last cycle, but he lost last cycle. He was doing fairly well, but I just don't see him. It's just that X factor, you know what I mean? Can he walk up to a guy in Michigan who works on assembly line and have a conversation that's not totally awkward? Now, Trump can because Trump actually he grew up with with guys with hard hats, you know, guys doing uh, uh, cement work, steel work, the iron mongers. I mean, he he, and and you see the videos of him going up and talking to the cops. Yeah. And it's. It, you know, it's a president and a cop going, how are you doing? But it's not awkward. 
Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, does this guy think I'm a, you know, does this guy think I can't do a push up kind of uh, vibe? It, you know, Trump's comfortable with who he is. And that's, I think that was one of his secrets. You know, why they could say, how, how can, how can you like a rich guy like that? Because if I was rich, I'd do the same thing right down to the imported model wife. And the golden toilet? And the golden toilet. That's right. <laughs> well, Who so, wouldn't want to so, go on a golden toilet? Right? So, uh, uh, it's, it's, I'd have a golden bidet. <laughs> I'd have a urinal of gold. I, he probably does. Heck yeah. So I, I think, you know. Uh, Platinum we'll, bidet. Let's, let's take it to the next level. Yeah. Platinum. Platinum bidet. Real expensive. <laughs> that could actually be my next acapella punk band. Oh, Platinum like bidet. Yeah. There you go. Make an album. Yeah. So, uh, well, <laughs> let, let's jump over to Super Chats and uh, we'll see what the audience has to say. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Your, your smashing of the like button is, is very important to us. It's Meaningful. the only thing we actually care about. We just sit here all day staring. I'm half kidding. Uh, but if you haven't already, go to TimCast.com and you can pick up. Your very own Diamond Hands Gorilla t-shirt, which is a reference to Wall Street Bets, if you're familiar with the GameStop stonks thing. <laughs> we created this funny gorilla. He's holding money, and it's about the meme of, you know, apes together strong. Go to TimCast.com, click shop. And uh, again, smash that like button, subscribe, notification bell, share the podcast. Let's read some of your super chats. We got a super chat here, and fortunately, YouTube cuts off the name of our first super chat, so I can't read uh. it. He says, D-O-D-C-T-R here. Had extremism training today and spoke up re politicization of military and concerns of white extremism push eight to nine examples of what wrong looks like were right wing white uh, white including proud boys stand on principle and always speak up yeah all right let's see joe kush says hey tim what do you think about the recent peaceful violence in the pacific northwest violence were they saying things that were mean no, no, no. They weren't engaging in violence. That was that was uh, re- rehabilitative, restorative resistance. Wasn't You're- it at night? Yeah. So yeah. it's not vi- it's not terrorism or insurrection if it's I at forgot. night, right? And, I, as and, I and, understand it, and they didn't say any mean words, and mean words are violence. Therefore, they were taking physical action for restorative justice. I see. So it was a peaceful restorative justice night march. Got to be specific. You know what I mean? You know, after a while, people were just. Getting used to the lies, just being lied to, and it just kind of—it's not good. So the Black Blade says, "I lose sleep over this question. When the rubber meets the road on the U.S. debt, say in fifteen to twenty years, when my kids are trying to build a life, will they even earn one dollar working in the U.S.?" Well, I guess to the extent there's good news is the entire world economy will collapse eventually at this rate. Uh, So where they can't earn money will be kind of irrelevant. I think if it can, if it comes to the point where you can't make a dollar, people stop trading dollars. Well, then they start trading other things, right? Like bullets and food. Yeah. Things that will be more valuable and more directly, uh, uh, well, usable. And and there, there will also be, well, until it's stamped out, Kind of uh, extracurricular currencies like the Bitcoin and you know, the other stuff. You know what I always thought was funny when, you know, the Al- Bitcoin. I'm Al- sorry. I had Alex, to do that. Yeah. Alex Jones would be like, buy your gold, people. You know, you got to buy your gold when it, uh, telling people you to can't buy eat gold. Exactly. exactly. Do you know what? So I would tell people this. All right. Let's say you're walking down the street. It's the apocalypse, right? Uh-huh. And you're carrying, uh, you know, like a big sandwich. And there's a guy on, on, on to your left and a guy to your right. And you're like, all right, I got this sandwich. Let's trade. The guy on your left goes, I have a gold coin. The guy on your right says, I have a bottle of water. Guess who's going to be trading for that food? Exactly. It's not the guy with the gold coin. No. 
water is going to be worth substantially more than gold in a crisis situation, especially in big cities. Yes. You could have a big wheelbarrow full of gold bars and people are going to be like, I can't eat or drink that, dude. I'm dying. And they'll be like, where's the water at? Interestingly, I saw this video once. There's apparently like in New York City, a stream that runs under buildings that you can actually access. Like if you jump over a wall. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like and and, and there was there was a dude who's an urban explorer who talks about how when you go to New York, you see all the city, all these buildings and asphalt, but they actually had to preserve this stream. And so you can actually find it somewhere. I don't know. It's a crazy story. Oh, that's freaky. All right. Let's see. Tyler Wojnarowski says, wow, Tim, I'm very impressed with the top notch guests you've had on the show this week. Keep up the great work. Your show is fantastic. Well, thank you very much. I mean, look, we're, we're lucky people want to come on the show. Uh, it's important that I be praised. That's right. Absolutely. As, a, as a Los Angeles trial lawyer, I have a gigantic <laughs> ego and it needs to be fed. And it's good for me, too, because when guests talk more and, and, and more quickly, I can just kind of relax and be like, ah, oh, it's like it's like a, it's like a break for once. Yeah. You know, Schlichter's got this. He's going to talk. Right. I'm just going to sit back and, you know, let it roll. <laughs> let it let it roll on over me. It's like a conversation. I love it. It's a like, it's a chat. Yeah, it is. All right. Doobie McNasty says, I'd rather have Doobie McNasty says, I'd rather have Putin than Biden. It's painful, but true. Oof. No, I would not rather have Putin. Wait, than me, Biden. No, no, no. Putin, Putin is bad. Dude. Putin's a bad guy. Yeah, it was, and, and the fact that the liberals don't like him does not make him a good guy. Putin, it just, you know, look, he's he, he's a bad he's a bad dude who runs bad a, a group of bad boys. Yes, right. he does, you and know. he is he is not nice. He's not a friend of the United States. And if he had more power, he would cause us more damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have that much power, but the people, the liberals who won't shut up about him, give him more. Oh yeah. All right, Mister Rass Lyons says, "Hey, Kurt." Will you write a novel showing the splitting of the U.S. from Kelly's perspective? I came into the series from Indian Country. Great guest this week, Tim. Uh, yes, I'm already reading it. Number five, Crisis, is from his, uh, does talk about the country splitting up. And the next one, The Split, which will be out in May, uh, carries it on. And I'm, uh, I'm quite happy with the progress about halfway through it. Cool. I have so much fun writing these books. It is so much fun to write these novels, even though I'm talking about this horrible stuff. Have you played The Division? The video game? Uh, no. You should definitely check it out. I'm afraid of video games. So if I start playing video games, I may never stop. Check out The Division. I think you'll like it. It's uh, it's it's a few years old at this point. It's uh, the first one is about a bioweapon gets released. New York is a, is basically a quarantine zone. So it's like a documentary. Yes, absolutely. Basically. It's it, it, well, it's got <laughs> a freaky, governor freaky, right? who keeps grabbing breasts. Well, so you you're uh, you are you're part of an organization called the Division, which was created under uh, um, Directive Presidential Directive Fifty One. Are you familiar with Directive Fifty One? I am not. Uh, Is it George, related to Project Fifty One, or I'm sorry, Area Fifty One? I think it's Directive Fifty One. George W. Bush created it, and it creates the ability of the president to declare an emergency and create a new uh, continuity of government, which creates like a singular federal authority all, all over uh, over all others. And it's a pretty crazy directive. Now, its legality hasn't been tested, but I think you'd get a kick out of the game because you basically play as these dudes with, with guns and like special reconnaissance tech to go in and deal with the, the, the factions that rise up uh-huh. in response to a power vacuum. It's like uh, Escape from New York. Only this time you're going in ah. and you're trying to deal with like paramilitary groups that are trying to take over certain parts of the city, gangs. Could you know. I have a bitch in back t- uh, Mac 10 with a yes. scope on it? Like, yep. Yeah, you can get all sorts of guns and modifications. It's a fun game. It's super fun. Yeah, you go in with a group of like you know three of your friends, 
and you have to like there, there's uh, in the first one you raid the Lincoln Center and it's take it's been taken <laughs> right taken over by like gangs and it's actually New York City. It's like really you go into like and the Times funny Square. Thing is Woody Allen is in it and he has a gang of uh, young uh, women. <laughs> it's who, not it just uh, but I'd welcome the mod. Yeah. Mod. It's a thing. It's a it's a mod. I think we should add that on. That would yeah, be. For uh, sure. Uh, Mia Farrow, you can play them off against each other. That it's sounds great. All right, we got and, and and Ronan Sinatra. Which All right, is, okay. A sense of That's mu- a tangent. <laughs> a sense of Muse Three says, "Hey gang, Delaware resident here. At least once a week, traffic is held up for hours because of Joe Biden's traveling. Lots of resources and taxpayers' time wasted. Also, do you still have a PO box for receiving stuff? We do. If you go to timcast.com, I think it's in the contact section. But uh, welcome to living near where our president lives." I'm pretty sure it was like that with Obama when he was in Chicago. Oh, he would come to Los Angeles and lock it up. And I would just I remember love that. I would love it because it was all the liberals who voted for him. Like you said in gridlock with your president. Uh, the, the funny thing is this guy, he, he needs to know that he was gridlocked this week because they were taking the dog home. Ah, very important. So he had to, he had right. to make it for Fido. Master Roosman says, you talk about social media censorship, but hardly mention Google search result censorship. Since 2016, anti-establishment information doesn't exist on Google search. I believe we actually did several segments where I mentioned my YouTube channels, my other two, mm-hmm. were blacklisted on Google search. Really? Yes. For, so you have to go to like DuckDuckGo or something. Yep. Or directly to type in the URL. Funny thing is, after I mentioned it on this show, the blacklist was removed. And my channel started to reappear in Google search. Do you think that there are um, infiltrators inside Google who are listening to you and who are kind of, uh, I, I'm taking the word woke to mean, under, you know, essentially. Like, are there like woke people at Google who like spy on the show and try and get me in trouble or something? No, no, no. Woke people, woke for us. Woke who see what we see. Oh, like Concer- red pill. I, I, you could call it red pill. That's that's the equivalent of woke. That, uh, woke means they woke up to the realities yeah. of critical race theory or whatever. And red I just pill love means- saying woke because it just ticks them off so much <laughs> you can't say that well a i'm doing it b i'm also doing I, it. I know a lot of people at google who apparently really like my show and cool. i've spoken with other major entertainment companies who have tried to sign me and pitch deals i've rejected but they tell me basically google they're big fans uh it's a it's a, it's a lukewarm show I keep I tell I, I try to tell people not to swear to simmer down not to be mean and things like that so they like that yeah you're 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 mellow milk toast you're mellow <laughs> and you, I, I, bit, I don't yeah. know if you're milk toast because there's, that's the there's joke a lot of it's self self deprecating there's a lot of there's a lot of woke going on conserva woke I think I think Google sees this as a way to have uh, you know look as Google excises many conservative channels they're going to lose a lot of users. So they love it if they can get a lukewarm centrist show that conservatives are willing to watch, even if they disagree with it, because YouTube can make money then while getting rid of what conservatives actually want to watch. I don't think you're I don't think you're lukewarm. I think you take a very uh, it's becoming a mainstream conservative view. The mainstream conservative change is no longer a bunch of bowtied virgins uh, pitching their cruises. No, look, right right now, okay. cons- conservative is, is, is essentialism and Democrat is constructivism. So, whoa, that, that's what it's, that's what it is. So I took the eight values test. Actually, I, t- I took the political compass test. Uh-huh. I'm a left libertarian. I am I am a, almost a socialist, but it doesn't ask you questions about modern culture war issues. It asks you asks you questions about corporate regulation and international relations. So, sure, on those points that mattered 10 years ago, that's where I land on the political compass. On the eight values test, 
I'm mostly an essentialist, but I'm a progressive, progressive and like a bunch of left positions. But when it comes to science, I believe that science and objective reality exist. And that's what separates me from the the, the woke crowd and the the modern Democrats. Uh, That's probably why when Glenn Greenwald said, if you think the Proud Boys are the seats of power, then you're nuts. It's because he's right. There's there's an objective truth. Random groups of, you know, roving bands of right wingers is not a threat to the majority of people in this country. No, it, it objectively is not. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I love hearing the people tell me about how they love science. It's just I think there's a shamelessness problem. I think we have lost too much shame because now they're just lying to your face. <laughs> it's like, no. A man can become a woman. No. Well, this hold freezing hold weather means global warming. They've changed definitions. Yeah, they 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 do that. They 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 never quite come out and say, "Yes, I am ignoring I'm ignoring objective reality." But they do and then they kind of like plaster you know, it but, over. But, but, a but I'll tell bit. you, I think the media is the biggest problem. I understand this. It is a huge problem. Well, because the media is choosing to ignore a bunch of things. Yes. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Brian Stelter wrote an I think it was Brian (laughs) Stelter, wrote an article. Newsmax ratings collapse or whatever. Newsmax wrote an article. CNN's ratings collapse, but they only mention Newsmax. In the Newsmax article, they mention Newsmax ratings are down. CNN ratings are down. Hey, that's a fuller picture, isn't it? CNN only mentions mentions Newsmax and passively mentions cable news ratings are down, too. Well, I'm a little biased against CNN since I got kicked off with Don Lemon. You got kicked off? On December 22nd, 2015, I got kicked off as of my last CNN. I was the conservative guy, and I I did not – I was not a Trump supporter at that time. Uh, And they called me on one day, last minute, and I did Skype from my office, and it was about – uh, the the president, then candidate, had said, uh, yeah, Hillary got schlonged by uh, uh, Obama during the primary. And Don Lemon's having this fit because he used the word schlonged, which I, I was like, OK, mild Yiddish vulgarity. Okay? <laughs> I, I could not. I, I was I was reliable talking about why Trump was not a traditional conservative, but I couldn't do it that day. I was just I can't I can't. I said, Don, I care about this so little, it would take Stephen Hawking to quantify it. (laughs) And he's like, what? But that's the greatest outrage in the history of outrages. And I said, especially knowing that this woman, you know, when we're talking about this, and this is the same woman who uh, uh, enabled her husband to treat his intern like a humidor. Oh, there's a lot more than that with the women who have accused Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I, I just said that I did the humidor thing. And he said, you can't say that. So I said it again, because <laughs> I'll be damned if that little weirdo is going to tell me anything. And he they kicked me you? off. Yeah. And I got kicked. I got I, I go bl- screen goes blank. And the producer goes, thank you. Goodbye. Click. And it's usually the producer, can't you? Fantastic. You're amazing. We'll call you again. I was like, huh. Well, that was abrupt. Huh. Yeah. And suddenly my phone starts going off. I didn't realize I got cut off. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's actually kind of Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. All right. Let's read some more. We got the Civic Nationalist. Civic Nationalist says, something that everyone must learn is people don't shift to the right, but the younger generation become more left wing. And that is the cultural shift. And Tim, made you say, God save the queen. Oh, there you go. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I think what happens for a lot of, uh, younger people is that they're consistently pushed to the left 
And I think it's, I think there's, there's a lot of factors. There's, there's absolutely an ide- ideological push to make the, the kids become more and more leftist. But I think you end up with a generation, you end up with an age group of like late twenties that assume young people are further left. And so that these assumptions drive them to try and market and sell products to kids that are further and further left. But a better way to put it is probably a, it's a corruption of what they saw when they were kids. When I was a kid, we had family friendly messaging on, on kids shows. We had shows where it was like, don't be mean to your neighbors and don't be racist. And so now these people have grown up and they've created this corrupted mutant version of the same thing <laughs> that is like nonsensical garbage. But they think it's like, that's what I was shown when I was a kid. And you're like, what are you? Are you nuts? This show's insane. Some of the stuff they show kids is just brutal. Well, I, I the entertainment industry is captured by woke. That's for sure. But I think there's look this show, your show is an example of the pushback. You're like the Sami's dot, the, 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 the secret um, uh, forbidden information network in the Soviet Union. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're saying things that shouldn't be said. You are being, you're constantly being chased by the censors. Uh, a lot of other people doing that too. And people are getting the word. I, I don't think that kids are as far left as the... Uh, uh, is, is is some people worry. Uh, I, I think to quote the Who, the kids are all right. Uh, and by the way, uh, I love Motorhead's cover of "God Save the Queen." It's all really right. good. Let me uh, let me singing lead. It's beautiful. But I think. Uh, and by the way, I think the death of rock and roll has been a huge problem for the young kids because there's no rebel music now. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I rock and roll was always an outlaw brand. Now the music is. I mean, you know, the politicians are hanging out with the rap artists. It's I guess, establishment. I guess I'll just have to make more music videos. Yes. Well, well yeah. Loud, some, fast some, rules, man. Some punk rock. Yeah. All right. We, we got We got one for you, though. Connor okay. O'Brien says, Kurt, my workplace, Big Four, is mandating an anti-racism training. If I refuse to partake and get fired, will you sue them with me? Um, well, there's a lot of questions there, and I'm not giving anybody legal advice. And I'm not anybody's <laughs> lawyer. Uh you should uh, you should consult an employment attorney in your jurisdiction to find out your rights. Interestingly, there are many states that uh, pass laws to protect communists, which essentially prevent them from being biased against people's political viewpoints. Mm. And California is one of them. And uh, I bet they never expected it to be used by conservatives, but I think that is a way to go. Uh, the Look, the legal system's not perfect. You're probably going to lose more cases than you win. But, you know, that's how that's how change through litigation is made. You 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 bring cases. And uh, Donald Trump, at least in the federal courts, put in a lot of judges who are much more open to hearing this sort of thing. Also, states. We, look, there's a lot of power in the states that are not held by woke liberals. Oh, yeah. And DeSantis is proving it. You mentioned his uh, uh, censorship stuff. Yep. There is no reason the states can't pass laws That's to right. protect freedom of expression. Yep. And they can make it very tough on the tech companies. Yeah. That is one place we need to do it. This is where the struggle is going to be. And I think you do take them to court where it's appropriate. Right on. All right. Coldwater says, I was in the California National Guard infantry in 1992, living in Long Beach and activated the same day the riots broke out. Next thing you know, I'm running around Compton with an M16. Crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, he's probably th- uh, he's probably 3160 also. 
What does that mean? Third uh, Battalion, 160th oh. Infantry out of Inglewood. There you go. Uh, well, it says Long Beach. Uh, Long Beach is a little south of there. Yeah. And I but think, be the I same, think, I think same. we may, I may have had a company there. I think Delta oh, okay. Company was there. I don't remember for sure. But hey, man, Colonel Wenger. <laughs> All right. Doobie McNasty is back. He says Fauci is a. Is dis- he one of the Doobie brothers? Yeah, he was the 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 long lost Doobie brother. The long lost Doobie brother. <laughs> McNasty. <laughs> All right. He says Fauci is a despotic piece of dog do. Rand Paul actually grilled him today. It's worth watching it if is. you haven't. Love what you do, and I'm jealous of your skating skills. Now Doobie had to issue a correction because he spelled skating skills wrong, but he says skating skills. F and autocorrect. But thank you for the super chats. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, you've got you got Doobie's vote. Uh, All right, Doobie. I did hear a little of uh, uh, of uh, uh, Rand Paul today. He did a great job. I heard it on uh, Larry O'Connor's show. Yeah, Uh, and uh, yeah, that look. That's the kind of thing we need. We've got to keep making our case. It does change minds eventually. And look, we're the common sense guys, and and, and people are going to come around. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, and it'll probably get worse before it gets better. But I refuse, and I'm almost pounding the table, I refuse to give in to pessimism. I refuse to give up. Well, here's here's an option. OMG Puppy says, the Open <laughs> Society Foundation has a $16 billion endowment from Soros. Perfect target for a massive wealth tax? Well, tax the endowments. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I definitely down with tax the endowments on academia. Anything that will destroy academia well, is well, what is What does Will say? Seize the endowments. Seize the endowments. Seize the yeah. endow- I love Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Seize the endowments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's he started that right. Will Chamberlain. Oh yeah. That. yeah. Will's woke. I like Will. <laughs> but like the right, the, the right the right one. Not he's good woke. He's good. Woke. I use woke unless I'm using it ironically. I'm using it. You know, I guess ironically. Pro- DJ Madero says, please, if you want to watch a great Star Trek episode, watch by the pale moonlight from DS9. It shows you what a good man oh, will God, do. He's got an acronym. Oh, yeah. DS9. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's actually one of the shows. It will show you what a good man will do when he believes the ends justify the means. Quote, I can live with it. I can live with it. Yeah. DS9 is great, too. That's, uh, that's a tougher one, as I understand. It's kind of edgier. Which one? Uh, Deep Space Nine? DS, yes. I've never watched it, but I, it was, yeah, I understand it was, it's the edgier one. It's not yep. all, like, soft and... Yeah, Next Generation was... Feeling. Next, next generation was about the like the philosophical consequences of technological advancement and meeting new civilizations. And Star Trek itself was always kind of like that. Meet they would meet a new civilization that had different cultural norms and structures, and then like exploring. Yeah, it was about it. it was about Kirk killing Romulans and <laughs> laying pipe with green alien chips. All right, he was like like a, 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 he was Keystone. Oh, okay, that's this. how much pipe Kirk. Laid. Yeah, look, I, I'll pipe. tell you, I'll tell you, I. <laughs> Dead serious. I, wa- I watched Star Trek. It was always on reruns in the seventies when I was growing up. I tried to model my some of my some of my leadership stuff on Captain Kirk. Cool. Not all of it. No, not, not trying. But 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 some of the stuff always always showing confidence. Oh, always trying to have integrity. Always being tactically proficient, knowing knowing your stuff. I mean, you could do a lot worse than being uh, yeah, uh, James Kirk. Yeah. Not, the, not the old James, not the movie James Kirk, where you can't do a sit-up. Right. <laughs> I mean, the uh, I mean the little tight green thing. Sweaty right. Kirk. But the next generation is the best. And they did. I don't know what they're doing now, but I don't you know much care for it. All right. Uh, SVT Bill says, Tim, your Alex Jones impression is great. LOL. That's right. I think I did it when Alex was here. It was funny. <laughs> 
OP sure says... Am I in the Alex Jones chair? Yeah, you, you are. You are, yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you smell it? <laughs> I, his heady musk is overwhelming. <laughs> he was okay. in that chair twice. Yeah, uh, OP says, hey, Tim, first super chat. Would you be interested in having an IRL game, uh, have IRL gaming events like tournaments after lockdowns are done? I think it'd be good for building the brand and building culture. You know what? It's a good idea. You know what we should do, Ian? In the venue, we should put floating chairs with TVs on the ceiling. So you're like floating and playing a video game while like laid back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to cool. make some 360 desks where you can spin around. Like, hey, hey isn't there like a, a body suit that's attached to like a, 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 a some sort of probe in the ground where you can like do 360 video games with your eye? With the, yeah, there's there's a suit you wear. This is how much I know about video games. You, you strap yourself in and you can run in place in yeah. virtual reality. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not into anything that involves being strapped in. I'm not like Romney because I think no, there's yeah. an undercurrent there. I'm not just saying. <laughs> Um, oh but you know, <laughs> I think there's a vinyl thing, but I, I don't know, but, uh, no, that just seems to, am I, I, I think I've gotten off the point. That so. seems like fun. All yeah. right. Yeah. We'll, we'll do, uh, bring we'll, me back in. We'll do it. We'll do a couple more here. Archangel nine, seven, eight says you must drink every time we hear about the four lights lids talks and Ian disagrees with Tim. Also, anytime they say smash the like button. Now I got to stop you right there. I think we've only mentioned the four lights, maybe a total of five times in the past year. And it's come up mostly from comments and only twice in the past two days because literally the episode came on TV the moment before we had Jack on the show. But, you know, for saying we sm- when, we, when we say smash the like button, you should drink and. if you're old enough and responsible enough and then smash the like yes. button. All or right. at least go face down on the like That's button. That's right. Yeah. Sea Turtle 257 says, Tim. I am. You're loving the names of these well, people. Are, are, like, are there like 256 <laughs> other sea turtles out there? Maybe. Are they, are, they, are they sitting these together? These are just the usernames. Hey, don't be yeah. McNasty. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sea turtle 649. Yeah. All right. Sea turtle 257 <laughs> says, Tim, I'm a journalist in the Navy. I will be retired this year. I would love to work with you. My first project will be a docu-series of me traveling to different sites on my motorcycle. Cool. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, you can always email jobs at timcast.com. Granted, it is just filled to the brim with emails, and we'll go through it when we can. But that's the uh, the, the best way to, to get it. You know, that, I mean, I, I let me, Kurt's input. You got a phone. Get out there on your bike and do it. That's the beauty of this that's technological right. revolution. I'm looking around at your studio, and you have a very effective studio. It looks good. In the big scheme of things, it probably didn't cost that much. My brother has a post-production company. 20 years ago, he bought what was called an Avid system to edit. Yeah. It costs $100,000. See my iPhone? It can edit better. Yep. You, If you want to be a journalist, get on your bike, take your phone, go out there, edit it up, put it up, and, you know, link people who... Uh, that's how you do it. That's what made, I did. Yeah. That's, that's how you do it. I mean, you know, I mean, I... I you just build. I, I start off with Andrew Breitbart. I wrote one article. Now I I get a lot of action over at uh, Town Hall. I got my locals. Go to my locals page. Um, it's a lot of fun. And uh, it, it, you you can do it. Technology allows us to do these things and allows us to get around these gatekeepers. That's there right. are no walls. They're gatekeeping walls that fell like the walls around Jericho. Yep. All right. We got, we'll do one more Super Chat. Um, J8's. J.H. Schwalbach says, Kurt, you just just bought th- uh, Kurt just bought three of your books on Audible. 
Wife will need to wait a little longer for the new boobies, Tim. Yes, I'm a member, but in Cali, coming to events will be hard. There's your books a lot are, to, your books a are lot more to, important. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I, I mean, you know, wow. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Well, I, right. I, I'm glad you're keeping us abreast of your uh, reading habits. There you Indeed, go. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, have you not smashed the like button? We only humbly ask that you give us those likes. And if you're listening on the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, leave us a good review. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you really, really like the show, tell all your friends about it. Say, guys, you got to listen to the show. It's just so good. It's the best show ever. You can follow me on all social media platforms at TimCast. My other YouTube channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash TimCast News. This show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. So we will be back tomorrow. Kurt, is there anything you want to shout out before we hit the road? Thanks for having me. Uh, I hope people go and check out my books. What are they called? Uh, the first one, People's Republic, Indian Country, Wildfire, Collapse, and Crisis. Ooh. And uh, they're a lot of fun. Sounds and, like it. People seem to be really big fans of them. Uh, they're, they're, look, I, I have a lot of fun writing them, and I'm very gratified that people like them. And, of course, follow me on Twitter. Go to my Locals page. Get into my little community. Uh, I'm like Malice. I'm building a little community. Right like, on. What's super gratifying is I'll go away for a while. I'll come back, and people have posted other things, and they're having discussions that I don't necessarily be a part of, but I like to jump in on. Yeah, so right So it's kind of cool. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at IanCrossland.net if you want to check out some of my stuff as well. It's You're great a great Kinnear. Stop the You chef. were right. Stop the charade. <laughs> it turned out he was right. It's true. You were right. Yeah. Thanks, man. And I am Sour Thank Patch you. Lids on Minds and Twitter. We are going to have a members-only exclusive segment coming up at TimCast.com. So thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all there. Bye, guys.